Welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cobalt Press Twitch channel for the World Tree Burns. As you may have noticed, I am not Will. Uh, Will is sadly not with us today, as he is in the process of moving, moving across the world. Uh, looks like he, he's going to move from Canada to the States. So we wish he and uh, Sydney all best of luck, and uh, welcome to the country. Yay. Uh, so hi, uh, I'm Dan Dillon. I'm going to be your dungeon master for this evening for the World Tree Burns, some 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons in the Midgard campaign setting from Cobalt Press. Uh, so, without any further ado, let's go around and say hello to everybody. McLoken. Hello, I'm McLoken. Uh, also, uh, hello, I'm playing our gnome ranger today, and I'm super excited because I'm going to train some sex workers to be rangers. <laughs> Birdie. Lovely. Well, with that segue, Birdie Source. <laughs> I hate him so much, I can't even explain it. We have already talked about this 27,000 times. They are not going to be rangers. It is impossible. Damn it. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Birdie, a.k.a. the Birdiesaurus, and I'm playing Landis, a gear-forged warlock with a wonderful little imp friend named Edwin. Hello. (laughs) All right. uh, Scarlet Moth, you're next. Uh, Hello, hello. I am playing Rowan. I have no idea what happened. Uh, why are we on a um, fuckboat now? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I am Rowan. I am the uh, Ravenfolk cleric of this party. I am the only one steering us in the right direction. Hmm, interesting. All but, right. But Sim- Jackson. The boat. Oh, simply, last but not least. <laughs> My name is Simple Jackson. Uh, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> my brain is still processing the fact that it's Tuesday, but I played Tilly, Please. our uh, resident fighter and now ship captain. Gladly so. Um, but not the owner of the boat. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Somebody else is the boss, which would be fun to figure out. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be here. Let's go. Let's do the thing. All right, yeah, so where we left our heroes last time, uh, they were fleeing the law in Zobek as they are super-duper wanted in the Free City. So uh, they piled into Tilly's tiny little boat and (laughs) split the party, uh, a few into the boat and several leading some refugees cross-country, and they met up north of Zobek in a little mining town called Obersteinau. Uh, It's full of kobolds and dwarves and humans and a smattering of other peoples who are just digging ore out of the hills uh, at the foot of the Iron Crags. And uh, there, they decided, they got a wild hair and said, hey, let's go buy us a big ship. So they went, pooled their funds, uh, found 
uh, spent some time investigating the ships to see which one would suit their needs and their price range, negotiated hard, and now, long story short, they are the proud owners, uh, well, specifically Landis is the proud owner, of a sailing ship known as the Sinful Princess. <laughs> Wait, the, that's, that's um, the actual name? That is the yeah. actual name, yes. I'm happy everyone remembers that Landis owns the boat, thanks. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's Technically, it's a partnership, but you're the boss. Yeah, the rest of you are all silent partners. I, I'm the one that does all the talking. I'm pretty sure Landis oh. threw in the controlling interest worth of money to buy it, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I know contracts, and I remember not signing so, such a contract. Right. I remember not caring. Mm. Whoa. So. You all have yourselves a ship and a crew. Um, You have most of the crew that were previously sailing uh, aboard the Sinful Princess. They're now sailing under your your banner, uh, along with her previous captain, who has decided to stay on as the first mate. Um, So, uh, yeah, there you find yourselves. Uh, Kajia and the refugees from the Silk Scabbard uh, have likewise signed on to be part of your crew. Uh, since that will handle their livelihood needs, since now you're going to pay them. (laughs) They're going to work for you. So, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of pick up that next morning where we left off. Uh, The day dawns in Obersteinau. Uh, It is a dreary sort of midsummer morning. Um, It is not exactly hot. Thankfully, you're on the river cool breeze, all of that. But it is muggy. Uh, There are low-hanging, ominous gray clouds that uh, portend rain in the near future, and uh, it's just sort of an oppressive weight hanging down over you uh, as you wake in the the inn. Or if you slept on board ship, you could do that as well. Uh, Up to you. So where did you all sleep? In a tree. In a tree. That checks out. Uh, I think Frilly probably slept on the boat, but it's been a lot of time. We kind of trained the sense. workers to help run a ship and stuff. So, <laughs> well, so probably, in the end, okay. How about Landis? Landis definitely slept on the boat. He took the second largest room to make sure that Tilly got captain's quarters. Even though he owns the boats, he knows that's fair. So uh, he took the second largest room. And is trying very, very hard now that he owns a boat. He's committed. He knows he's got to do what's right. He's trying very hard to get his sea leg. So he is going to sleep on the boat as much as he can and and stay on the boat as much as he can to to try to figure this this ocean thing out or whatever we're on. He doesn't get water. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) I was wondering about that angle, and that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) That uh, that Landis is going to sleep on the ship to, uh, (laughs) to try and grow his sea legs. Um, it was an uncomfortable night, made even more uncomfortable by the fact that you don't actually sleep. So you just sort of sit. And f- and even though you're moored and the uh, the ship is secured to the, uh, to the dock with uh, these yeah. great thick hawsers, it still pitches, it still rolls a little bit in the, uh, in the light, light waves of the river. Um, and so Landis had an interesting evening. Welcome back, Landis. You zoned out a little bit thinking about the river. Clicking buttons by accident with, with big dumb yeah. hands. Um, but yeah, Landis definitely <laughs> just got to sit there all night and think about how wonderful this felt, which wasn't very wonderful. <laughs> Makes, sense. Makes sense. 
I know that someone right. probably still doesn't believe that they actually bought a boat. She's like, mm, yes, yes, that <laughs> good, good for you, dear, good for you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Rowan and Cloak did not sleep on the ship itself. Uh, I'm going to say that Riodan probably did. He's getting himself uh, acclimated to his new life as a sailor. He's very excited about it. Was talking about it an awful lot, and probably stayed up very late drinking with uh, at least one of the watches <laughs> the, of the crew. Distracting uh, them? That's what I heard. <laughs> yes, yes, distracting them. Uh, the majority of the crew looks like they were spending their time ashore, uh, as they had just put in from a voyage, uh, and were taking some shore leave to... Um, you know, spend some of their hard-earned pay, uh, enjoy the comforts of not being on a ship for days on end, and uh, and enjoying their time off. Uh, so they are all reporting back to the ship this morning, and uh, that's where you find yourself, sort of getting yourselves together. Tilly and Landis, you get up and uh, head out onto the deck. You can see that there are... Uh, a fairly large number of crew already bustling about. Uh, it looks like they're just doing sort of regular everyday routine maintenance, making sure that uh, water isn't left to stand on the deck planks so that uh, it doesn't cause any rot, um, tending the rigging, that sort of thing. Uh, they all sort of greet you. Um, this isn't a military ship, so they're not like snapping off salutes or anything, but they are a little bit formal about it. Um, they, uh, all of them refer to Tilly as captain, and uh, Landis. <laughs> Even you though just they're all formal by... to Tilly, Tilly's just like, "Hey, keep on the like the whole time, just being really like overly nice and not And Landis is kind of following her around, like repeating everything that she says, like half a beat after her. Doing great, doing great, crew. Terribly awkward. Does Landis just go by Landis? Uh, I think that Landis will answer to Landis, but I think that Landis is, like, trying to, like, very subtly refer to himself as boss in every situation possible, hoping that the crew will will catch on and just call him boss. He loves it. He's never had had an employee before, because he had a shot, but he didn't have an employee, so this is, like, so cool to him. (laughs) So, uh, most of the crew will actually refer to you as Mr. Landis? And uh, we'll treat you with a great deal of deference since they know that you're the ship owner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It looks like uh, Captain Kelleth has been diligent in informing the crew and making sure that they're all apprised of the transition. And uh, it looks like some of them may have gotten some pretty direct, stern talkings to, uh, and that might account for some of their behavior toward the rest of you uh, this morning. Uh, So as you're sort of making your way around the ship, uh, Kelleth will come and find you and offer you both a bright smile. He'll incline his head to Landis and say, Mr. Landis, good morning. Captain, uh, have you given any thoughts to what your first voyage will be? Captain. Uh, you me? <laughs> Captain being Tilly. <laughs> oh, Captain I thought you were asking Landis. Tilly's just like admiring me in the water like, hey. <laughs> Uh, me too, kind of somewhat uncomfortably. <clears throat> Captain. Oh, uh, I, I, I do. I do believe we're heading north. Uh, I do need to talk to the uh, previous and other members of the crew from my former ship about their plans. I haven't um, 
quite had a moment with them in the morning. Some of them didn't sail a ship, so uh, if you guys will keep readying the ship, we'll meet back up with them. Uh, one has been a little in and out for the past couple of days, so I really need to make sure her uh, input is received, if that's all right. Very well. Uh, I'll see to it that the princess is ready on your order. He kind of turns on his heel and then just sort of barks across the deck toward uh, towards some people. Hulk! Eberk! Knock it off! And goes striding off to go and uh, reprimand a dwarf and a trollkin who were, looks like they were starting to play dice over on the deck rather than whatever they were supposed to be doing. And so they start hastily gathering their things up and tucking them away and he comes over and uh, gives them a tongue lashing. Uh, we should probably head back to the inn, catch up with everybody else that was over there. Um, if you're all right with that, Landis, I think they'll got it here. Um, getting it all ready for us, if that's all right. Or would you like to stay? No, I, th- I think I... We can walk on land for a little while. Sure? That would be Are you fine. sure you don't want to stay? You seem pretty keen on being here overnight. I you know. love the boat, let me tell you. This has been a great experience. Uh, but I think it's important for us to go see our friends now, and I, I can I can step away from the boat for a few minutes. I think that it'll be okay here with this very trustworthy and, and admirable crew here. Crew. Before, like, <laughs> walking off to try to, like, be like, all right, and then get off the boat, she, like, slaps Landis on the back and goes, I knew you're a natural. And get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not queasy at all. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Cloak, whereabouts are you during the morning shenaniganry? Uh, I probably went out and got, like, uh, went hunting uh, and caught, like, uh, a few rabbits. I don't know what kind of animals are in the area. Like, is there a boar? I want to catch a boar uh, and kill it. Def- definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, take it and uh, drag it back to the inn and go, look, I brought breakfast. <laughs> All right, so you uh, you spend your morning trapping and, and hunting this this boar, and uh, you just sort of drag it into the into the inn. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the uh, there's a couple of the tavern workers who just kind of blink a little bit. Uh, you can see that there is a shift change from the miners happening right now. So there are uh, crews of bedraggled. <laughs> mostly cobalts, but also humans and dwarves, uh, sort of dragging themselves filthy and weary and parched from the nearby mines in to get breakfast and, well, for them, dinner and a drink uh, before they turn in for the day. Uh, And you can see, like, cobalts are, like, sort of edging over towards the boar and chattering to each other in draconic and sort of licking their chops. And uh, that sort of overweight, balding human uh, innkeeper that you saw the night before comes out and actually does start laying about him with a, uh, a damp dish towel and just like snapping the cobalts back from the uh, from the till. Uh, he's, he sort of looks down at it and gives this sort of a resigned sigh and says, oh, okay, lovely. Uh, right, so I suppose you'll want this cooked for you then? Well, I mean, it, I mean, anyone can eat it. I'm not going to eat this whole thing. I'm going to go bigger one. Oh, this is uh, just... Oh, all right. I mean, I, take some of it. I mean, I want some of it. She likes it raw, so if you can give her some, like, raw meat. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bernie's face. <laughs> Hello. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, uh, she likes raw meat, so if you can give her some, like, raw meat, just, like, cut her off some, she'd she appreciate that. All right, so I imagine since you're going to have to, you know, dress the boar out and prepare it for cooking, you would have brought it in fairly early. So they have oh. basically just opened the common room. What? I want to help cook it. I'm proficient okay. in cooking. Okay. Yeah, it has absolutely. not come so, up uh... until this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So, uh, why don't we see how well and speedily you can get this done, since you sort of dropped this on them. Why don't you make me a dexterity check with your cook's utensils? Proficiency. Okay. Uh, dexterity. How's that? Okay. Uh, 21. 21, damn. Alright. So, uh, you head back into the kitchen, along with the uh, the innkeeper and a few of his assistants, and they clear off a large sort of butcher block counter uh, prep area, and so as they're getting that ready, you haul the thing out into the back, skin it, <laughs> and basically start breaking the carcass down into its bigger components, and then just like rapid fire butchering it in the kitchen, and it's just going from the bone straight onto the fire, and uh, Cloak just sort of sets up this bizarre assembly line of raw meat. I keep some of the prime pieces uh, for Rowan. Oh, very good. Alright, so you keep some of the tenderest, uh, most well-marbled cuts for Rowan, uh, and then just start slapping all this meat across the kitchen for them to prepare and begin cooking. So there's going to be one hell of a breakfast. <laughs> this oh, yes. So when uh, when Tilly and Landis come sauntering up toward the little, the top of the low hill where the inn is waiting, you can just smell this delicious cooking meat aroma that is wafting out of the, the little stone building. Uh, Rowan, you likewise, uh, <laughs> drawn to the common room by the promise of food, uh, find basically clothes scurrying in and out of the kitchen. I imagine that Rowan would offer her help with it. No, uh, no, that's fine. I just hand you a plate of, like, marbled raw meat. Are you sure that it was a rather large boar? Well, it was, and I point to the carcass, and it's like skinned, and like meat chunks are just like, uh, like in like that little assembly line thing. And he's like, uh, just getting it cooked, and like moving things over, and like getting that, and uh, has like uh, prepared meat, and then like meat that's cooking, and it, it's like he's very much like paying attention to everything and moving around, and he's like, I'm used to this. This is fun. I hope. I haven't cooked in so long. We've been in the city, and it just feels so rude. And I'm glad to be back out. I'm glad. I'm glad to be on the city. So this isn't something most of you have noticed before, Landis. I mean, you haven't traveled with Cloak long enough. To, uh, but th the rest of you have never really seen him cut loose in the kitchen. He uh, has got this sort of oiled leather kit that he has unrolled. He has all of his own knives and utensils. And he is just going to town in the kitchen. Tilly, like, drops over to the kitchen and makes her way in. And she's like, hey, you're doing a great job. She starts, like, like pinching little pieces off. Like, people who can't steal, like, the cookies off the tray from their mom. Just, I don't know. Your plate to it's just a plate full of, like, pot roast meat and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so there are all manner of uh, steaks and just roasted over the open fire uh, in these sort of large arched fireplaces. And uh, there's a big pot of stew bubbling away that won't be later, uh, won't be ready until later in the day. But it all smells amazing. Uh, apparently, Cloak is a bit of a virtuoso in the kitchen, and his knives are remarkably sharp. I, I made a plate for Landis as well, but there's nothing on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right, so you oh, all have thanks, a... Cloak, uh, I, I appreciate the thought, I guess. You, you all have yeah, a yeah. delicious, incredibly hearty plate. breakfast. Do, do you take... I can't eat the plate, man. Okay, you, you can feel um, a part of... Oh, breakfast. Tilly's like and... awkwardly because she's had that moment earlier. She's gonna cloak like. Oh, he doesn't like. Do, like when do you do you take do you take oil? <laughs> and do your your joints need oiling? Are you squeaky? What me? Yeah. I sorry. I was distracted. I was just gonna take the plate back to the kitchen because I I think I'm done with it. I I was about to ask if um. Do your joints often need oiling? Is uh, oil something we should uh, be on the lookout for? Uh, yeah. Um, I do tend to keep a pretty robust stock of the items I might need to tune myself up with at night. And considering the fact that we don't know where we're going or how long we'll be there, I think it's a good idea for me to stock up while we're in town. At least we have a big boat. It'll hold everything. And, uh... We should stockpile items which you may need. I, I suppose that's there is a real chance of you rusting out if we go out on the sea. I would prefer not to talk about it. And I turn around and walk to the other side of the room and just stand there awkwardly. <laughs> cause... You, you know, if, if you spend long enough on the boat, we can change your name from Landis to see this. Ha ha, ha ha. Okay, okay. Really like the claws. I am very good at jokes. <laughs> so good. Uh, so back to talking not about me rusting to death. That's fun. Uh, Tilly, you're doing a great job being captain. You're really leading people. Thanks. So am I to believe that this is not some fanciful fit of yours and rather you have actually purchased a boat and you are actually captain of the boat? Uh, yeah. well, we purchased a boat. I have controlling interest of the boat and therefore am the boss. And Tilly is our captain. And then uh, that guy over there, forgot his name already, is our first mate. He used to own the boat. Um, and now he's first mate and he's going to stay on. And then when we have to go do land things, um, he will take care of the boat for us. So Tilly can stay with us. Yeah. And we have it's a whole crew. Go no, 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 it's not. It's not going to be a brothel. We've talked about this. It's I... not going to happen. We are going to politely ask our new friends, the sex workers, what they would like to do with their lives. And if they would like to join us on the boat, then they may come. And if they would like to have sex on the boat, they are welcome. And if they want to charge for it, they are welcome. But this is not a sex boat. Fuck boat. <laughs> not that either. <laughs> I, I mean, she does own it. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, it is called the Sinful Princess, and what's my job? You apparently you're are the, our you're the yeah, clearly. Oh, and okay. Sorry, I'm still reeling from the fact that this is not 
not a flight of fancy, and rather you have actually commandeered a ship. Uh, and we didn't commandeer it. That would imply some shady business. We negotiated intelligently for a boat, which we now own and can use to travel. Well, technically, some of the money we got, I mean... Look, this I, is this is all... I, oh. I think you might have stunned the land a little bit with that last okay. bit, but I don't... Yes. I mean... <laughs> she was pretty fair yeah. and square. <laughs> I saw them, I yeah, saw them yeah. do the, the, and the, the shake, so... Land is right out a glitchy near the, the sea air. <laughs> this is all well and good, but where are we going? Uh, have, you, have, you, well, have you given any thought to that? And what if anyone from Zorbeck hears about this uh, this uh, ship, this boat that is carrying uh, a Gilforge and has a, has a, a dwarven captain and and has all of these uh, former or maybe even current sex Damn. workers? Well, the good news is, yeah. we oh, know the only people that know we bought the boat are the cap, the former owner of the boat, right? And all the crew is coming with us, so I'm, maybe no one will know. Uh, I, I was going to ask. I, I, I imagine because since we got here earlier than Cloak and Riaden in our travels to Obersteino, um, we said that yep. you know we had been in the bar hanging out with the local miners and all that kind of stuff. I'd imagine mm-hmm. that between um, Landis, Rowan, and myself, we would have talked to the miners about maybe any information they'd heard, you know, or making sure that there's not any lookout anybody here. So before I go into so, character and mention that we found out that it's pretty safe and they don't know much about us here, and the further we right. go north, the further we dissipate that, you know, what. So who sure uh, anyway. who was drinking and pumping the miners for information? Tilly and Rowan? Is that what you said? <laughs> Not Landis. Well, nope. And Landis doesn't drink, so it's hard to make drinking buddies. Sure. So any anyone who wanted to be carousing with the dwarves can go ahead and make me a charisma and either persuasion or in, or charisma investigation check. So that's a little weird. Charisma with your investigation proficiency, you have it, or persuasion. Okay. Uh, Tilly has a eight. An eight. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot, so. <laughs> was that persuasion? Yeah, uh, persuasion. sure. Pers- persuasion will work. Yeah. Okay. Or just charisma. Uh, it's all the same. Yeah. I'm not much better. I'm eleven. Eleven. Uh, all right. So, hmm. Tilly. You basically, anytime you tried to steer the conversation toward anything useful, they would just tip it right back into sea shanties if you're talking with the sailors and, uh, like, boisterous drinking contest stories if you were talking with the miners. You just couldn't get them onto a different topic. (laughs) Uh, Rowan, you had a little bit more luck and you at least got some people to talk to you, and as far as you can tell, there is no word of your uh, your legal status that has reached, at least not, you know, the people who are frequenting the tavern. Uh, I would still advise that we keep our heads down whilst in this town, and as we <laughs> maybe make our way north? Are we going north? 
uh, we gotta go up. The further, the further we go, the farther from trouble we will be. But we need I, to I get mean, that far first. We're faster on water, and we're less likely to run into any sort of patrol crews than on the roads. So. Uh, and I, I will remind you briefly that thanks to uh, Cloak's understanding of the local geography, you know that just north of you is a fortress called Obertal, which is a newly established freehold of the Zobek Griffin Knights. So there is a uh, Zobek sort of military slash law enforcement presence not too terribly far from you. Now, if word has reached all that way north from Zobek, hard to say. But there's basically a state police station just up the river. <laughs> and <clears throat> Cloak informed us of all that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, as, I as we know, we need to make sure we don't stay in this town too long because and there, is, there is a threat a little bit close to here. So. And what of Paula? <laughs> this this board is very good cloak. You did a very good job cooking it. There is a there's a sudden boisterous squawking from up in the rafters, and a crow comes diving down uh, out of the uh, out of the ceiling onto Tilly's basically onto the table right next to Tilly's plate. Picks at a bunch of her meat, kind of. Yeah. Birds can't really grin, but it looks up at her and kind of makes beady eye contact, fruffles its feathers, swallows a gulp of her meat, and then flies away, cawing and cackling. Oh, it is good. Hi, bud. Good morning. No. <laughs> hey, hey, what careful was, with him. Hey, it's a crow. It's not, no, it's a different kind of crow, man. Oh. Ah. What? <laughs> kind of, what kind of crow? My kind friendly of like kind of crow. Might, it might have worn oh. a cloak previously oh. in its other yeah. non-crow life. Yeah, you know, he's just hungry. It's kind of impish for being a crow. Oh, cloak! You turn up with So I mean, <clears throat> should we offset? Are you sure that wasn't a goose? Goose have teeth. Pretty sure that wasn't a goose. Are you alright? He probably could be if you wanted him to. <laughs> oh, I, I am picking up on what you're saying now. Very, yeah. very, uh, <laughs> very sly. Alright, so you finish a uh, tremendous meal, really. It's uh, Cloak is really an accomplished cook, and that probably surprises most of you. Uh, I don't think you've ever, you, you've really never had the occasion to, to see him ply his skills, and he is very, very good. So, uh, is honestly full... kind of surprised oh. that Cloak has accomplished that much of anything at this point based on what he's seen so far. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, with full bellies, those of you who have bellies to fill, and uh, just wonderful, <coughs> delicious flavors uh, lingering on your tongues and filling your nostrils, washing it down with this cold, foamy, you know, okay uh, ale here that they, uh, they they probably brew out back. Um, you're, uh, you're ready to decide how you want to set off. 
I mean, I believe we'll be we'll need to do a little bit of shop preparation, making sure we have enough supplies and whatnot. Yep. Plenty of oil, clearly, Landis. Um, for this journey, I... if that's all right. There was Where can the, boats go? There was that portent that uh, the Rune Father gave me some time ago. But do we need more directions? He is obtuse as always, but I can always ask. I feel like you have to, I mean, I've had plenty of ale since we left Zobek, but I feel like we talked about a certain a tree or whatnot that we needed to go, go to north of here. That's why we were heading north in the first in, place. At the, the world tree that was north there was mm-hmm. the portent was darkness leading to light, hunger and danger, but a sense of hopefulness. I mean, if you feel like I need to ask him, his advice has been clearly very helpful so far. If if this is still the right direction that we need to go in, I mean, we have plenty of time based on preparations before getting on the water. Or is there perhaps something more specific that you would like me to ask? Oh me. Oh. Or anyone, Claude, Landis, Tilly, any of you? Uh, Listen, as much as I love to insert uh, my opinion into most all things, um, I don't understand where the boat can go because I've never left a towback. So uh, I don't know, maybe ask him where the boat can go. You've never left Zobek in this life or previous one? Nah. So is my spot. So I'm at a little bit of a loss at this point. Um, oh, trust me, it's, it's not towards much of a that loss. tree. Yeah, up towards that tree is the last I remember us deciding upon. Yes. I'm. I'm. I am sold <clears throat> on now. I guess I still think this whole squirrel thing is very strange, but I don't know that we have any other like I don't know, thing to go on. So. Chasing so let squirrels. me let me interject right here uh landis slash birdie have they ever explained the squirrel thing <laughs> to landis or they're just like landis, oh, no a squirrel. landis okay. has asked them like six times to explain the squirrel thing and the most that i've gotten is <clears throat> riadan saw a squirrel in a vision that said he was the chosen one and so that's no, yeah but they can't explain they won't explain to me why that right. is like what that means or why it's important or anything <laughs> I or why it up has every, anything to do with the tree. <laughs> I, cr- I crack up every time just for the simple fact that we always have Riordan explain it. And it just always becomes very pompous and egotistical. <laughs> and unintelligible. Uh, all right, exactly. so Bertie, please make me an intelligence arcana check for Landis to see okay. if oh. uh, he might be able to understand or put together from these inane ramblings. Okay. Do that. Fourteen. Okay. Um, so you're at least able to put together that there is something coherent behind whatever the hell Riodan has been babbling about. With all okay. of their talk of wanting to go toward a world tree, and then hearing about this talking squirrel over and over again, you're pretty sure he's referring to a ratatosk, which are oh. small, tusked squirrel-like creatures. They wear jewelry, they talk, 
sometimes they talk too much and they scurry about the branches of the world tree. Supposedly they're messengers of the gods who can carry okay. the, the word of the gods from one realm to another through the boughs of the world tree. So okay. apparently Riodan on some drug-fueled vision talked to one of the Ratatosk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that honestly, if they had just said that from the beginning... Uh, would have made a lot more sense, but okay, thank you. Uh, but with but a yeah, with a, with, with, a, with a 14, you don't know any more particular detail about these right, creatures, okay. just that they actually do exist. Um, okay. And they very rarely come to Midgard itself, and they stay in the, the branches of the world tree. Yeah, a creature of the gods that lives in the world tree is a, a little more understandable than a squirrel in terms of a reason to chase it across the lands. Yeah. Tomato, I get it. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, um, oh, go ahead. Rowan, Rowan's going to take the time to leave, to keep aside some of the uh, raw meats. The raw it's, it's very, very nicely prepared and hunted, so she thinks they will make a good offering to Wotan, sure. and she'll. Um, excuse herself. Uh, Cloak, would you mind if I use the kitchen for my communion with Wotan? Like the inner kitchen? I, I mean, that's not my call. I don't care. It, okay. I'm pretty much done there is, a, there is a galley on the ship. Uh, Captain slash first mate, I don't know which of you two defer to. Uh, uh, may I use the galley? The the first mate was left on the ship. If you all want to head okay. that way, that's no problem. And you absolutely have access to the galley. I'm you know what, Rowan? Just because you're one of my friends, I'll let you use the galley today. <laughs> I've never been on a ship before. No, you've never been on a ship. It'll be quite fun. I mean, at least you've got short legs. So quick Do you have a strong stomach? I think so. Then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll if I can deal with it, you'll be deal with it. If I man mean, can I do it, you can do it. But you don't have a stomach. Right. And I still feel terrible. So if I can get through it, you can get through it. What's that little red spot you got there? What red spot? Like, I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's mm, like a dark reddish, like dusty color. I don't know what that is. Is it like rust? Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rowan. You make your way down to the docks, and uh, you get your first good look at the Sinful Princess, your new home on the water. It is a three-masted sailing ship. It's, it's a fairly large vessel, and there are people uh, milling about on deck. There are others loading supplies from the dock up the gangplank. Um, and they have a cargo net spread out with a winch that they're starting to stack crates and uh, casks of water on to hoist up into the hold all at once rather than carrying them individually. Um, you see um, the crew that you can see kind of at first glance are just sort of a mix. There's mostly humans. Um, you see a blue-skinned tiefling. And uh, up in the tops, up in the crow's nest is a woman who appears to have green skin, but you can't really get a good look at her from uh, the distance you are. She's all the way up on top of the mast. Uh, and 
uh, yeah, yeah, green skin, some kind of short hairstyle. Looks very strange. Uh, The thing that most catches your eye, though, is the minotaur that comes lumbering down the gangway. Its hooves clomping on the uh, on the planks and then clattering on the the, the planks of the pier, and it sort of uh, sh- uh, shifts its muzzle around, uh, points its snout towards you, looks you up and down, gives sort of a through its nostrils, and then just turns and goes back to helping load heavy crates onto the cargo net. Uh, Rowan's a little bit taken aback, and there's. They make eye contact, just bow slightly. She doesn't. She hasn't really seen one in person before. I want okay, Moth um, to understand something really quickly because this is not clear to anyone. But Tilly, as we were buying the boat, this thing is massive. We have like <laughs> what forty-five crew members or something like that. Thirty-ish, uh, thirty-ish, 30-ish crew yeah. members. We had this yeah. is a huge boat. We were it's like a, land it's, us. It's <laughs> a ship. Yeah, yeah. It is a full-blown <laughs> sailing ship. Um, yeah. The uh, the Minotaur, uh, when you bow, sort of gives you just a, a curt little nod, but then gets to work. So he doesn't, like, ignore you when you uh, acknowledge him. Uh, he probably stands over seven, close to eight feet tall at the tips of his horns. Um, and his horns are, uh, they look like they've been carved or etched with these interesting, intricate... Um, coiling and angular labyrinth maze-like designs and then capped with uh, with steel on the on the tips and he just kind of goes to work uh, the ship itself uh, your heart sinks a little bit because it sure looks like it's seen better days um, it looks like there's a, a fair bit of patchwork that's been done in the hull uh, a few areas that must have been leaking fairly recently because they've been smeared with fresh tar, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, some of the ropes are fairly frayed, and uh, some of the hardware uh, in, uh, throughout the, the the decking of the ship looks like uh, it's a little questionable. But uh, you make your way up onto the deck, uh, up onto the deck, and then down below decks to find the galley. Uh, in the galley, it's fairly cramped. And it smells just a little bit sour, uh, but there is a uh, older dwarf woman sort of bustling around uh, with a slate on one hand and a piece of chalk in the other, going through a list and uh, overseeing some of the other crew as they stow foodstuffs for the voyage. She has uh, a little bit of a lined, weathered face and her black hair is braided back tightly and then covered by a, a leather skull cap. Uh, uh, how, how do you do? What? 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 Oh, oh, Ravenfolk. All right. Uh, you must be one of the, the new ones that uh, First Mate was telling us about. Well, hello. Uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. Likewise, likewise. Uh, is is this uh, the galley? Who are you? Um, <clears throat> I am the uh, grandmother of uh, your new captain. Wonderful. She uh, she blinks once or twice at the uh, implied relationship, but doesn't really question Adopted, it. Of course. Uh, uh, she she just sort of moves right on past it. Uh, well, I'm Gudrun Iron Smelt, ship's cook. Uh, 
nice to meet you. Is there anything I can help you with right now? Or can you get out of the way while we make sure we don't starve? Eric, do you have a small cast iron uh, dish or cold? Yes. Or might I be able to use it, please? I suppose. You planning to cook something? We're a little busy just now. Uh, a, a plate will do. She uh, she sort of rummages around, finds you a plate, hands it over, and just. Or you said mm-hmm. you said you said cast iron plate. She grabs you a skillet. Oh, that will do. Yeah. And yeah, uh, passes that over. How's that? And might just need a match if if please if possible please. She starts patting around her uh, her tunic, sort of looking for something. She rummages around in a pouch and takes out a little uh, waxed leather, f- like a little folder, kind of. Uh, you can unsnap it, and inside you see there are little uh, little alchemically treated sticks that you can use to start fires. Uh, Rome will take one and uh, just curtly nod and scurry out the galley. She's actually intimidated by this woman. All right. <laughs> so uh, you you take the tinder twigs and the skillet and just sort of go about your business. Uh, Gudrun is content to just kind of let you go and starts nattering at the, the sailors as they're stowing fresh water casks below. I know not to get in the way of hungry people. <laughs> uh, so Rowan will make her way up onto the um, deck near near the stern of the ship. Sure. All right. So uh, back up on the main deck, and so near. Are you going to stay down on the main deck, or actually go up on the quarter deck where the um, the helm is, where the the ship's wheel is? Um. Should I go up on? Oh, is the quarter deck busy? At the moment? Uh, not right now, no. Uh, it looks like uh, all of the rigging there is stowed uh, currently, and as you're not getting ready to set sail, um, nobody is, is manning the wheel or anything. I shall go up, up right right near um, the very right. front of the ship. Oh, the front? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, the stern. No. Stur- stern is back. Did you want to go to the front? Stern is back about... Uh, no, stands fine. Okay, so you uh, you climb the the short flight of stairs up onto the uh, the top of the aft castle, the quarter deck there uh, at the very back of the ship, and uh, you have your matches and your skillet, and a nice fresh breeze, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So shall uh, I start uh, yeah. to uh, start to pile some of the fresh raw raw meat into the skillet and. Um, set of the light. Okay, so you're planning to burn this this meat as an offering. Uh, how are you planning to commune with Wotan? What what means are you going to use to do it? Uh, divination. So you're casting the divination spell. Yes. Is that okay? All right, cool. Let us. So, what would you care to ask? Divination gives you... Ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. Yes. (sighs) 
is it wise for us to journey to this nearest world tree? Is this our destination? So, all right. So your question is, is it wise for us to travel to the world tree? Presuming yeah. you mean Holda's tree. Uh, yeah, Holda's tree. You were, yeah, you were planning to. Is it wise for us to travel to Holda's tree? All right. So... Sorry, I always tend to put you on the spot with these. That's all right. I'm just... Uh, it's... Okay, so you build a little fire, you get the, the skillet nice and hot, and uh, then you, you toss the meat in to begin to, to sizzle and smoke. It gives you first the scent of searing meat, which is fairly appetizing, and then that very quickly becomes acrid as the smoke, the steam rising off of the skillet and the meat turns darker and then black as the meat begins to char uh, and be completely unfit for anyone, uh, any mortal to consume, but presumably raising it up to the realm of Wotan. Uh, and you close your eyes and you breathe in uh, a lungful of that burning, acrid, dark smoke. And as you cough it out again, you hear this response and it sounds like wind blowing through branches and you can hear the creaking of wood and what sounds like a uh, rope but it's not the the rope of the rigging around you it sounds like uh, a weighted rope sort of swaying gently and you get the feeling that there are answers to many of your questions to be found by searching the world tree. It's up to you to decide which question to ask. Hmm. And then I'm assuming the sound of the wind will die down. Right. Uh, the the sound of the wind sort of dies down. The clattering of, of bare branches drifts away. And then you sort of startle back to awareness as a peal of thunder rolls across the riverfront from the low-hanging clouds overhead. And there you are. You look down, and there is a uh, crusty pile of cinders. That is all that remains of the first cut of the meat that Cloak offered to you from his kill, and you have in turn given up to uh, the Rune Father. And uh, his response to your question still sort of rings in your ears that there is wisdom to be found and answers to your questions at the world tree. Hmm. She'll just uh, tip the last of the ashes off, off the side of the ship and um, make her way to find some of the others. All right. No problem. So, uh, the rest of you can gather up whatever supplies you want. Um, it looks like, for the most part, the supplies for the ship are being handled by uh, Kelleth and the crew. Uh, they know what they're about. Uh, so you don't have to worry about making sure everyone has food and water and all that good stuff. Uh, what is the plan? Can I work a deal with you, Dan? As DM sure. player, I guess? Okay. Yeah. I... Tilly's a social beast when it comes to her crewmates, and I feel like okay. any opportunity presented, she's going to be trying to 
learn crew and learn about the crew. They're not just expendable to her. Like she wants to mm -hmm. be a part of the ship and a part of the crew. Um, sure. So can can we do some sort of roll together to see how many I can learn in a certain amount of time? And if you can give me a few names, kind of, because I, I really want to start like like addressing Absolutely. them directly with their names and stuff if I can. Sure, no problem. Um, so uh, one thing I'm definitely going to do is I have the entire crew sketched out already, and yeah. I'll build that into a uh, Google Doc that you can look at at your leisure as well. Um, so you already know that uh, Marnus Kelleth is your, your first mate. Yep. Um, and you will see that uh, there are a number of interesting individuals uh, on your crew. As uh, as Rowan already discovered, there is a Minotaur uh, from mm -hmm. Kyprion clomping around. Uh, there are a number of dwarves. There are mostly humans, uh, some elf marked. You notice a tiefling or two. That strange green-skinned woman who spends most of her time up in the tops, uh, either up in the rigging up near the sails or in the crow's nest itself. Um, okay. uh, you notice that there's a dragonborn. Okay. There are uh, a couple of tieflings. Um, and there is what looks like, at first you think maybe a halfling. You've really only ever seen one or two halflings. They're incredibly rare. The winter folk. Uh, or the um, the river halflings. Um, okay. But the more you watch this little figure that's kind of swathed in these light beige robes, and you can see that uh, its hands and face are wrapped in linen bandages, you're pretty sure that's not a halfling. You think it's a goblin. Oh, okay. And uh, and this little this little fellow throws his diminutive weight around almost as if he owns the ship, and you can see the uh, the crew really just sort of um, treat him with a lot of deference and respect, uh, and nobody seems to want to get on his bad side. And uh, okay. Kellef will explain to you that that's his bosun, uh, that's a cuff. He's a, a dust goblin from the wastes. It's not a good idea to uh, irritate him. <laughs> Did you say his name was Acost? Acost. Acost. A-K-A-T-H. What is his, what, I mean, what is his role in the crew? What, what is, what's his task he keeps most of the time? Well, he's the bosun. Uh, and when he describes that to you, I mean, Tilly immediately knows what that means. Uh, yeah. He is responsible for... <laughs> Uh, he's responsible for overseeing the discipline of the crew, making sure that the uh, the crew are doing what they need to be doing. If anybody steps out of line, punishment and discipline kind of fall into his purview unless the captain w uh, wants to take over. Um, also oversees things like uh, managing repairs or maintenance of the ship. So you can probably see where his skills lie one more than the other, given the state of the ship. Sure. I mean, we'll we'll work on that with the crew. We'll see what. what mm -hmm. I'm not gonna. I don't wanna, like you say, cross his path. But there should be a mutual relationship happening there. We'll see. Right, right. <laughs> I, I uh, think Tilly would so like happily try to explain all the crew to our current party as well. She's not gonna remember everybody's names. She's probably gonna mess it up a good bit. But she's fine. eager to tell you guys about everybody. So. 
So time on here, so we gotta know them, you know. Is are people familiar with the main offices on a ship? Uh, I can just run through them real quick, so you guys have an idea of what is going on there. I have been a long time since I'm sure McLogan is, being that he's a squid. I googled it. I don't know how much I remember. (laughs) Nice, nice. Uh, Where's the poop deck? The poop deck is also known as. The, the poop deck is also known as the quarter deck. It's the uh, the raised deck at the after the ship. Right, so the there's the captain, that's Tilly. Uh, that's the person who issues the orders and, you know, tells everybody what to do. And they're kind of the ultimate authority on the ship. Although, given that you have the ship's owner, technically Landis could pull, weight, pull rank and override. Uh, the first mate is uh, overseas keeping the crew's morale high and is basically the captain's right hand. Um, the bosun uh, deals with uh, technical advice, repair efforts, and wrangling the crew. Uh, the quartermaster uh, plots the course, keeps the charts, and handles most of the navigation. Uh, the surgeon tends to injuries, um, medical medical needs, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then the cook deals with uh, provisioning, making sure that everyone doesn't die of thirst and doesn't get scurvy. So those are your main offices on a ship, and then the rest are just kind of sailors. <laughs> and some of them might have individual, individual uh, specialties or capabilities, depending. Um... Do we have a quartermaster already assigned? So the ship does have... have yeah, the, the the ship does have most offices covered. Um, the, the ones they didn't have, well, captain, but you took that over. The one they didn't have was a surgeon, but it looks like Kajia has stepped up and is taking oh, right. over that role. Um, so she uh, she is putting her skills to use. Uh, you do have a quartermaster. In fact, no that's quote, the dragonborn. This is not a sex thing. She's not wearing like a cute little nurse's outfit. She's an actual medical doctor. Okay. I'm not even on the ship yet. <laughs> just, Lannis is just like practicing his speech. <laughs> I love it. Right. Um, so the uh, the dragonborn is apparently the quartermaster, uh, and then you know the dust goblin is the bosun, and there is a uh, dwarf, a Canton dwarf, down in the hold who is the cook that Rowan has met. Right. Yep. Who's very scary. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, cloak. What are you doing? You coming aboard? Uh, I'm at the bow of the ship, and I'm looking at this, like, massive ship. And I got Puff Puff next to me, and I was like, mm-hmm. um, it's like a floating building. Um, okay. Um, I think, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Uh, Puff Puff, when you sort of talk down to her, she she looks up at you, her tongue lolls out in a big doggy grin amidst her glittering golden fur, and her tail starts to wag, and she speaks, and she says, of course I think we can do it. Look at, look okay. at how, look at how happy Tilly is. <laughs> and you look over and you see her just kind of, yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> people are scurrying, following her orders, and, uh, yeah, it looks like she's in her element. Okay. 
All right, so we have to find the kitchen because they said I was the cook. So, uh, my kitchen now. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. So, okay, I bought oh, the no. kitchen. That was where my phones went. All right, so let's go. Okay, and then uh, I, me and Puff Puff lock up together. <laughs> Puff Puff is uh, kind of trotting along with him and just kind of, there's this low-level, steady stream of, I don't know that anyone ever really made that agreement. You might want to ask someone, but I mean... Sure, we can go find the kitchen. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I own the kitchen. I'm an investor. Perfect. That's a, that's a word Landis has used. Since I, um, since I was perceivably already back on the boat, and I, I as the owner, um, wanted to endeavor to make sure that I had met all of the um, uh, peoples that you mentioned that I already forgot what they're called, um, officers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real good boat owner. Um, can, is it possible that I would have already met this cook? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, so if you've made a point of going around to at least meet all the ship's officers, then you've definitely mm-hmm. met them all. Um, okay, that, that then, and her name was Gudron, you said? Gudron. Gudron. Uh, put it in, in the chat for you. Okay. Um, I Gudrun. think that if I had met her... At this point, I probably would have warned her that a small gnome person was going to be coming into her kitchen and badgering her and just to kind of play along Um, or else like he's never going to go away regardless. But if she plays along, it'll be a lot less frustrating. But she's still the cook. (laughs) All right. So she would have she would have just kind of rolled her uh, grayish blue eyes and said, all right. We have a new cook's mate coming aboard. Fantastic. Where's my kitchen? All right. Uh, so, yeah, Cloak, you spend a little time poking around the ship, and you find the galley, no problem. I walk into the kitchen, and I observe my new kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's cramped, although it's cramped by human standards, so it's actually okay for you. It's not uh, It's not spacious or luxurious by any means, but you've cooked in worse. Um, oh my god, this is so fucking huge! <laughs> uh, it, it has a faint odor to it that does not uh, put you in mind of delicious appetizing food. So, uh, you're not I sure what's cleaning. going on. You're not sure what's going on there. Um, taking a little time to check through it, the... The equipment here is pretty rudimentary. Um, you have enough to get by, but really that's about it. You might have to find yourself improvising. You might not have exactly the right utensil that you want for the right job. Uh, you'll have to just kind of make do. I have my own utensils, though, and I'm like... And no, I like cleaning them. Uh, I start cleaning the kitchen, and every time someone walks by, I'm like, oh, hey, come on, help me clean my kitchen. Rowan walks uh, in. Uh, Go coming to return the skillet. Yeah. Go ahead and make me a charisma intimidation check. Oh, I do not get it. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. 17. All right. You have uh, three different crew, me- crew members uh, sort of dragooned into helping you clean the kitchen. Yes. This kitchen right. will be spotless at all times because this is my kitchen. <laughs> All right. Uh, you <laughs> you have um, one of the uh, people from the Soak Scabbard that you recognize, uh, Deren, 
you have uh, a reaver dwarf and uh, and a human male just sort of dragooned into service, uh, scrubbing the kitchen, cleaning all of the utensils and all of the, uh, the cookware, and just sort of trying to find where the hell that smell is coming from and obliterate it. Rowan, you come in and there's this little whirlwind swirling around Cloak as uh, as he is just tearing through the galley. Uh, I came to return this. She holds out a charred, you know, <laughs> kind of semi-filthy cast iron skillet to you. Well, there's a sink. Uh, I, a fine, okay, and then he like put that, and then he starts scrubbing the shit out of it. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Rowan, I imagine, just kind of backs slowly and yeah, <laughs> out of out of the galley. I, 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 I want to slowly backing away into it. I I want this to where Cloak becomes Gordon Ramsay when he's in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, that's terrifying. <laughs> All right, so uh, as you all uh, kind of gather up anything else you needed, uh, Landis, you have whatever maintenance supplies that you feel like you want to top off on. That's no problem. Uh, So Kelleth will come up to you, um, Tilly, and say, is there anything that we should look into? You said you have a destination uh, northward that you're you're looking forward to uh, to achieving. Should we try and carry any cargo or uh, or anything north to see if we can see if we can uh, empty holds earn us nothing? So I uh, I'm not I'm not very familiar with the exports of Obersteinel. Um, considering you were docked here, do you know? Right. Do you think we could? I know there's a couple of forts on our way up or castles on our way up on the route. Is there any supplies we could potentially sell at these on the way? Well, uh, if you have a route plant, then we can take that over and speak to Ruloff, the, uh, the the quartermaster, plot our route, see what's on the way, and uh, see if we could perhaps move any uh, consignments of cargo or passengers, possibly. But I tend to tend to want to avoid that. Um, that sure. could be worth our time. Um, uh, and you know, you're you're going to have to start thinking about paying the crew. So. Thinking about this now uh, rather than later is probably. A oh, good idea. I mean, I—that's why we have the the ship owner on the boat. That's more uh, Landis's realm of work. The the pay, uh, if you'd like to take it up with her, I would like to really get involved with our uh, export and working towards our outlets. If that's all right, just completely shoving that responsibility off on the land. <laughs> sure, I'll go talk to Mister Landis then. Uh, perfect. Uh, all right, so uh, I assume you're going to, like, go to the charts with the quartermaster, plot the route, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I was right. looking, I don't I don't know if we knew this in our discussions, because we came down, Rowan and I, via mostly of a water route from um, north where we were yes. from. Uh, this so, is, in fact, the route that you took down to Zobek, so you're kind okay, of retracing so I would know, the original. Yeah, so the next major city essentially would, if you correct me if I'm wrong, is Hirschberg on our route. Uh, and that's quite a ways away. It's only castles in between. So actually what you're going to run into is um, da, 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 da. what you're going to hit before then is Canton Grisal, uh, which is marked as a fortress, but it is a dwarven canton, so it's a sizable settlement. Uh, and uh, if you once you mention that uh, Ruloff the Dragonborn 
she will uh, she'll look at you and say, oh, if we're if we're going to be sailing past Grisal, there's any number of things that will be worth our time to uh, to bring to them that I'm sure will be wanting to travel to to, to that destination. They uh, they will need material for their forges, and as this is a mining community, we'll undoubtedly they'll have plenty of iron and copper looking to travel sure. northward. Sure, I don't I don't mind trying to see where we can purchase those in the time before we go. Do you do you know who the main point of contact is there? Um or should I ask uh Killith? Uh well Killith usually handles that, but I know that many of those contracts are uh handled through representatives down at the uh the dockmaster's office. So you should be able to find whatever you need there. Alright. Thank you. And I I imagine that um Upon this discussion, I guess I've told her pretty much all of our route, or did I tell her basically just that that we were going That's to go? Up to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe maybe I was just listing off places like I know we're going to pass this this castle, and we're going to pass this fort, we're going to pass etc. And I guess maybe when I stop, because I don't want to necessarily divulge that we're heading all the way to hold a street. Her. Yeah, that's up to you. So basically, all okay. all you really had to let her know is that you're heading up into the Grand Duchy, into the I mean, uh, into the into the forest. Okay, then, right, you. You, know, you can you can figure that out as you go. Sure. Um, and I'll leave her with her prepping and head to Landis to tell Landis that we need to consider going to spend some of our ship owning money to handle some uh, carrier services. At the moment, <laughs> sure. But I'll have to. Go, uh, she'll have to go with me to handle all the all the business because you're the boss. All the business. You. I mean, oh, absolutely. Just anything you need, yeah. I'm happy to help you with the, the business side of things because that's what I do best. <laughs> Has Kellis come in and talked to you yet? Uh, no. About what? Oh no, we I we just need to go see the dockmaster to pick up a couple of shipments of supplies to potentially take to. Uh, one of our forts on the route, if that's all right with you. And since you're such a great business uh, rob- sir, then business we bot. could... I'm a business bot. Yes, you could say it. <laughs> <laughs> then we need to go and, and sort that out before we head out. Alright, I'm I'm definitely fine with that. Happy to, happy to provide my services to the ship that I own. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, so you're going to go see about finding uh, a contract to move some goods up to Canton Grissal and uh, make some money for the ship. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so one thing you will want to keep in mind is that uh, to pay your crew, it'll cost you 462 gold per month. Just something to keep in mind. <laughs> oh, so, that's right. you uh, have to pay your crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if we're doing things right and they're handling their business or we're handling ours, they should be essentially paying for themselves. I feel like I okay. hear somewhere yeah. Cloak saying something about fuckboat somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're doing things right, if we're doing things right, perhaps a fuckboat is it's cleaning the pot. <laughs> So, uh, you can, uh, yeah, you can arrange to move some consignments of ore from, uh, from here all the way up to Grisal with no problem. Um, it sort of gets down into how much you want to invest in that, because you have to, you know, basically invest in that up front, and then you get the return when you take it to wherever you're dumping it off. 
so uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is this the kind of thing where um, it's like, all right, if we do it, we're definitely going to make money, or is this something we could lose money on? I mean, you know, things aren't necessarily always a sure thing, but uh, I mean, we don't want to put all money. of our yeah. money into it, and it is a it's a port. It's a, they're gonna need supplies, especially when so much yeah. uh, combat, like war, is happening in the north right now. So I feel yeah. like they will definitely. But it's not like, like um, I don't know. We show up and everyone's gonna be like, I don't want that shit. Or why would I? Generally not. Generally, there is <laughs> okay. uh, there is stuff that need that is expected to be delivered to these places, and then you're just okay. providing that service. Yeah. Got it. Right. So uh, yeah, you can arrange for uh, for some of that. How much? Like, how much do you want to try and throw in on this? We don't have to get too granular on it, but just I no longer understand how much money we have left. To be completely honest, <laughs> I don't understand the concept of money. <laughs> I don't know. We were all just like throwing in cash last time uh, for the boat, and it kind of went right. all over the place. Sorry, who was I... throwing in cash? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was conveniently I, napping. Ro- Rowan, Rowan's <laughs> paying for the ore. <laughs> I have about 444 gold. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if you throw a couple hundred, then you'll probably get a decent return when you uh, when you deliver it. Yeah, if we... I mean, I, I genuinely do not know how much money I have left right now, but I'm going to make a wild assumption that I probably have a couple hundred. Um, if we all wanted to sure. throw in a couple hundred, we'd hit somewhere around. Okay. Uh, like couple, like 200 each? Yeah. Okay. We need to make sure that, we need to make sure though that uh, after based, based on talking to the um, uh, quartermaster, how much time have we projected this trip to um, Grisol? Do you think she would have told me? Oh, um, to, to Grisol, it's probably only about one full day, maybe a little bit more of sailing. Okay, good. So it shouldn't take I you very long. Oh, not bad. It's, I mean, is it, like, as as far as taking shipments somewhere, this is a milk run. Is okay, a thousand so, gold worth of ore, like, an insane amount of ore? Or, like, what is, I don't know what it is. I mean, that's a I lot. Guess, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, how much did, can I ask? Can I ask Keyleth or uh, Kaleth how much they normally move at a time? Well, it depends. Uh, if we're if we're filling our hold, it could be tons, literally tons of uh, of ore, Just or whatever. You know, we have. If we we're have getting, I mean, if cash. we're knows if how we're invest- drugs. <laughs> if we're investing <laughs> in. A thousand's too much to invest in. We just if it takes okay. us a day to get to Griswold, yeah, and we know we need to make sure that at least we're playing our crew, which would be four sixty a month. Then yeah, I so mean, we can do a hundred, make enough, right? Yeah, yeah, and then and then yeah. yeah all right, so if you throw in degrees. an investment of uh, four hundred, not including Riodan, however you want to handle, <laughs> however you want to handle. Oh, that. I was including him. He's he's included. I know Riodan's <laughs> got the money. Is he the? <laughs> He might. I don't know. He bought a house, so he's maybe trafficking drugs. But I think he may have thrown in the last he had for the ship, basically. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll throw in two hundred. 
Okay, so you guys are investing 500 in this uh, this cargo run. Okay, yeah. so you spend I, the I rest like to make sure the... I keep it to where I've always got a little bit of an edge on everyone else. <laughs> sure. Uh... So you... Uh, I mean, I have you... 2,500 gold. But we only need 500 worth of... of you're gold, you're so our emergency fund. Just letting you know. Yeah. You're... <laughs> you, you... <laughs> Just in case we um, gotta I'm, get bailed out of them. If, it, if anyone's normal here, I'm not including you in the will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never uh, tell her about Paula, ever. Oh no! Rowan, Rowan over there making it hail. Alright, so we'll, uh, you guys throw in 500 gold on investment for things to take up to Grissol. Alright, so with that much money invested, that's, that's a fair, <laughs> that's a fair amount. Uh, you will spend the rest of the morning overseeing the crew, loading in crate after crate after crate of mostly iron, but also copper uh, ore, and then even some, say, semi-precious gemstones that and uh, and other uh, useful minerals that have been mined out of the uh, out of the shafts here and uh, consigned up towards Canton Gristle. So you have a, uh, a sizable amount, uh, a se- section of your hold now taken up by all of these uh, these mined goods ready to go north. And so there should uh, be after- there should be multiple yeah, uh, forts beyond Grissel that if we can't unload it all there, we should be able to maybe at least make some deals on the way beyond that. If that's all right, probably. Yep. Yeah. No problem. Okay, so after you uh, you oversee the loading of the holds, the sailors begin to prepare the ship for departure. They uh, begin setting the rigging, uh, the sails are being unfurled, they're casting off from the dock, and uh, and Kelleth just sort of immediately jumps in and, and takes over overseeing everything. Um, basically, with your permission, Captain, if I may, and then just snaps to and uh, whips the crew into a frenzy of activity. And the sinful princess slips her berth and slides out into the river. Uh, There is a nerve-wracking jolt through the ship, Landis, as the sails unfurl, fill with wind with a soft boom, and the entire ship lurches under your feet, sending you scrambling for the nearest railing or lifeline. (laughs) Is your your I imagine I have thrown off. wrapped my entire body around one of the uh like masts or posts or pillars <laughs> or something like that that's on the ship and I am just holding on for dear life. All right. So uh so Landis sort of lets out this metallic screech and clutches <clears throat> onto the uh onto the mast or uh, maybe the capstan, the big winch that raises the anchor. <laughs> So, um, I imagine Cloak, when this happens, like, what the fuck? He, like, pulls out his sword, and he's, like, ready to fight something. (laughs) So, uh, you draw some interesting looks from most of the crew, who then just kind of shake their heads and chuckle, and go scurrying about their business, uh, setting the rigging, and making the ship ready, and bringing her out into her voyage. So, uh, yeah, the ship slips out into the central channel of the river and turns northward. The, uh, the wind from the sort of gathering uh, ill weather sweeps you swiftly along, and uh, you begin making good time. So you find yourselves out on the open water of the wide river Argent, bearing you northward toward the sea. 
Do we notice that stormier weather is coming? Oh, or? definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it, right. it's been overcast for a few days. You've heard thunder kind of rumbling and threatening. And uh, just it, it's been looking nastier and nastier as the hours have rolled on. Tilly is definitely choosing to advise Landis to stay below deck. You might want to eat your <laughs> your metal self. Yeah, a I'll, bit. Uh, whew, I'll go downstairs and make sure that everything is in order and secured and and all the papers and and uh, I'll count m- money. <laughs> Where is Edwin, by the way? Uh, you're the one that's supposed to have him. You tell me. I can't fly. You're the one who's got the like thing with him, or you know what the thing. Uh, okay. I'm gonna reach out for it, my my buddy. Where you at? <laughs> sure, bro. Hi, hi, boss. I'm up here on the hey. rigging. Oh, okay. You're with us. Good. I just want to make sure you didn't get left behind. I'm on uh, a boom. Okay. Cool. How is that going? Ah, you know, it's all right. Apparently this yeah. is called a boom. They're very particular boom. about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you like you like in the sea life so far? Yeah, we'll see. This isn't the sea, you see? Yeah. It's a river. No. Oh. I wasn't talking out loud. You quit it. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I mean, I guess, like, uh, just keep an eye out for stuff, and if you see anything super cool or really dangerous, let me know. Um, sure. Maybe sure. check check in with Tilly every once in a while. She just asked me where you were, and I was like, I don't know. You're supposed to know, but she didn't know, so I've been checking in. But anyways, just say hi every once in a while. They have a lookout up here. Good. Is that, do you, do you make friends? Hmm, I mean, I figured that you didn't want me being anything other than a bird just yet. I mean, if you want me to make friends, oh. I can. This, no, this one no, seems real interesting. This one seems be real interesting, boss. She's a plant. <gasps> I was wondering. I saw the green. You're talking about the green one, right? Yep. Yeah, I heard about up those the, ones. Uh, uh, up in the crow's I'm nest. To to, I'm going to have to get to know that one. Yeah, you, be a, you keep being a crow. But you can be a friendly crow. There's no need to, right. to be a me. Be a friendly crow. Just don't give yourself away quite yet. And and see what you can learn about that plant lady. I am, ooh, I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm so interested in that. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll I'll see what I can learn, but she's alone up here. And if I'm not going to be talking to her, I'm not sure how Well, you could be a friendly bird and maybe she'll start talking because some people get really lonely sure. when they don't have anyone to talk to. And then they'll she'll sure, start sure, talking sure. to a bird. I mean... I talk to you. I'll see what I can do. Just, you know, temper expectations, all right? Fine. Okay, bye, Levin. You're tying one stinger behind my back. There's only so much I can do here. All right, bye. (laughs) And you you hear a fluttering of wings as uh, the crow flies from up on top of the sail where it was perched uh, forward to the mainmast. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so uh, you all... Oh, sorry, I told Tilly that he's up top. (laughs) Oh, right. <laughs> oh, uh, right. I, I was wondering, you were just like staring off. I figured you were talking to him or nauseous. You'll get your sea legs eventually. It'll be fine. He's being a bird up up there, uh, checking things out in the crow's nest, which he found really funny because he's being a crow right now. Um, so Ooh. he'll come say hi later. Uh, he'll be a great help with delivering information from the crow's nest if there's any sort of thing instead of, you know. Yep. 
Yeah, I told him to look out for anything okay super dangerous or just like really cool that we've you know maybe never seen before. I've never seen before. You've probably seen it, but um, there's yeah. low water. I'm gonna go downstairs and... now. I'm starting. I don't feel good. <laughs> All right, you're okay, you're I... this. I'm dismissed. You're this. I All right. uh, both of us dismissed. Hi, <laughs> hi, Captain. Yeah. Tilly, I know if we know that there's a lot of wear and tear on the ship for the journey, I think Tilly's going to try to eventually not boss a calf around, but essentially start approaching a calf about how are things going and like, have you noticed any of this? Uh, there's a bit of boards here and there that could probably use a little bit of a place next time we, we dock, but I mean... If you're if you need me to talk to the crew about it, I can do it. It's totally fine. But if you, I'm here. all right. So uh, so you head over to a calf and you're just kind of chatting at him, and you've you've said hello to him before, but you really haven't had any sort of in depth uh, interaction with this individual. Are you catching him while he's mm-hmm. above decks or below? Uh, below decks. Below decks. Okay, so you get him while he's basically going through uh, the hold, making sure, kind of doing a double check on all of the cargo, making sure it's all stowed uh, and it isn't going to go sliding across the deck or tipping over and crushing people in giant boxes of rock and metal. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, he's kind of climbing around on these massive crates and making sure that they're all well and uh, and securely stowed. When he's below deck, he has his hood thrown back, uh, and you can see his skin is a mottled green, yellow, and this sickly beige that you usually see reserved for um, binge drinking vomit. That's just sort of the, the splotch color of his skin underneath his hood and underneath some of those bandages. Uh, he does not have any hair. Uh, his mm. scalp is completely bald but it has these scabrous kind of growths on it, these knobby-looking... You, you hope not tumors, because that just can't be good, but these big, almost callous-looking uh, looking things, even on his ears, which are pointy, but then are kind of misshapen because of these bizarre growths on them. Uh, and his, uh, his eyes are sunken back into his skull and are beady and black and just sort of gleam from the darkness in there. And then from his nose down is still wrapped in those linen bandages. And uh, as you come over, he sort of tilts his head over towards you and his ears perk up a little bit. And he scuttles to the edge of the crate and says, Captain. Uh, I, uh, would you would you rather me call you uh, a goth or a bosom? What, are, what, what is your preferred? He shrugs and says, either works for me. Whatever you right. find. All right, I got. Um, I imagine you're pretty close with the crew. You've been over them for a while, am I right? I know most of them quite well. Yes. All right. It, it looks like. The, no, it looks like the uh, management of the crew is really nice. I mean, everybody is working rather hard, even under the new management system or the new crew heads, you know. But uh, I suppose. Do you have any extra, or do we have any extra crew we can allot towards more uh, uh, maintenance work? Uh, I have noticed a, a, bit, a bit of rot here and there. It probably needs to be replaced uh, the next time we port. He, uh, his, his eyes kind of narrow a little bit, 
and he says, Well, money had been tight in Kellith, had been prioritizing other things. If you want to change that, we can. What was he prioritizing, if you don't mind me asking? Paying the crew. And uh, oh, I the mean... bandages sort of tighten. You can tell that he's probably grinning, but you can't really see it. Which is probably for the best. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, oh, sure. I mean, I certainly don't want to make sure you're underpaid. A happy crew is a happy ship, if you know what I mean. But I just want to make sure that happy crew has a ship and the ship isn't slowly rotting away. Um, so if we have any... Um, if we have any free time here or there, uh, I know we'll be doing a little bit of uh, shipping services to make up for maybe lost money management by Kellis. Uh, it would be nice to allot that towards some of that, if you don't mind. I don't expect, I mean, maybe the newer crew members that you're having to keep training so that they understand that, like, ship maintenance is still a priority, even over uh, socializing or throwing some dice, if you know what I mean. Well, if you want to throw some resources and time into repairs, that can certainly be done. Just give the order what? and it'll happen. Sure, I definitely, I mean, as long as you're willing and you think we have crew at least to work towards it, I'll talk to our, uh, our, uh, owner, you know. Have, you know, I probably won't see him very much, he'll be a little, you know, about the water, but we'll get there with him, you know. Excellent. That can All right, be done. thank you. You're doing a great job. He, can I ask you where he, you're from, uh, if you don't mind, before I go? He he uh, he kind of turns back to the uh, to the crates and such, and then stops and looks back around at you. Where I'm from? He tilts his head the other way. Is that a joke? No, I I'm just. I mean, honestly, I'm curious about crew. I feel like I I don't like keeping myself separate. I feel like we're a great team. We work together. We fight together. We do everything we can together, and the more I know about you, the more I know, and I, you know what I mean? Just, just, um, you know, <laughs> we will fight, ship, and drink together, so why not, you know? Sure. I'm from the Goblin Wastes, near the Rotgard Forest. What got you into sailing? If you don't mind, could, do you mind me asking? His, uh, kind of offset knobbly brows pinched together a little bit and he says maybe we'll talk about that more sometime if you uh, want to settle in for a nice serious drinking eh captain oh i i do love my ale so i'm i'll be down for plenty of that and good time but uh you're doing a great job so con- mm. keep doing a great job i think and he kind of like waves a claw and then goes back to what he was doing <laughs> and she like kind of turns and like oh god she'll go back and tell Landis essentially how now we need to work towards resource management for the ship because I don't know if Landis has noticed but there's a good bit of wear and tear here and there uh, that we'll need to yeah we kind of talked about that a while back when we were going to buy the boat Um, I think that we can definitely put some resources into management of things and um, I will d- get started. You, can you, mm, someone has to, listen, you may not have realized I don't know a lot about boats yet. <laughs> so if you could tell me what needs to be fixed 
and like how long it might take and who should do it and what you think it oh, costs. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't I have to tell anybody it. what to do. It's more like a when we talk in the next place, we need to make sure we allot some money for border placements and oil for them, some better, okay. some nails, take over rusted nails, etc. Uh, so right. to make sure that our, uh, excuse me, our boss, bossin, 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 tell me if I'm saying that right, I don't know, knows, uh, knows that he has the equipment to, he will oh. tell the crew. So you oh, just, you just want sure me to give him money. We, okay. we will we'll buy it when we go in so that he doesn't hold on to any extra money, if you know what I mean. He's, oh. He's an interesting character. Okay, so oh, I just need to prepare money for you to buy things. Essentially, make a, a list, a little business list for things that we've got. To yeah, see, that's the part I was telling you I needed you to do. <laughs> All right, I will walk. I will essentially. I, I'll agree to um, making my way on the ship to make a list to give to Landis for supplies to prepare the ship as we go where we dock. Since you clearly, Landis clearly doesn't want to move from her, uh, from his quarters. <laughs> Landis just doesn't know what the hell to buy. Like, how do I make a list of wood? I don't know. Eight woods. Right. I mean, we don't. We don't. We definitely are not going to get that granular way. You can just say we want to. You know, I want to get repair supplies, that sort of thing. Yeah. So generally, to do any meaningful repair on the ship... Now remember, I am going to bring us back to... You guys did say you wanted a ship that was in rough condition uh, that was a better deal. So you got yourself a better deal. Um, but in mechanical terms, that also means that the ship's hit point maximum is essentially reduced by one quarter. So it does not have as many hit points as uh, as another. Uh, I didn't ship know a boat could have hit have. points. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, the boat has hit points. Yeah, don't even worry yeah. about that. Yay! Uh, All right, let's get points. this. Let's get this boat some hit points, guys. Let's get uh, this boat to, some. To effect <laughs> meaningful repairs, you will need to basically dry dock the boat. You'll uh, you'll need to be okay. able to put into a port and spend time and money right. and effort doing all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll so, that. Uh, and just to let you know, you guys do actually have some armament on the boat. You have a, uh, a ballista mounted on the uh, on the, the foredeck. Tilly uh, uh, leans over to tell Landis, we have to make sure that Riedan is never in charge of the ballista. Of the ballista. Uh, all right, so uh, Cloak, after your whirlwind scrubbing and refitting of the galley, um, you managed to find the culprit of the smell. It looked like there was a pail of milk in here at some point that was allowed to, it tipped over, someone dropped it, and it spread under and between pretty much every damn deck plank and under cabinets and uh, underneath the stove and it just soured and festered in every little crevice in there. So you have discovered the source of the smell, but it's going to take you a while to, to deal with all of that because it's in places you can't really get to. Well, that's what we're doing. We're cleaning this. Okay, so you spend, uh, you spend a good long time uh, doing what you can to get that cleared away. Has anyone had come in here and been like... Uh, question what I'm doing? 
Um, so over the course of like, if you're spending quite a quite a bit of time in there, eventually, yes, the uh, the ship cook will come clomping in, and uh, so you hear the footsteps, and then uh, you you look up and you see this sort of broad-shouldered dwarf woman uh, with that leather skull cap with her hair tucked under it, uh, just sort of sweeping her eyes over everything that's uh, that, that's happening in here, and she nods once approvingly and says. Not bad, not bad. Looks like you put yeah. these lovers to uh, to a decent bit of work there. You must be the one I was told to expect. Clack, right? Cloak. Cloak, that's the one. Yes, this is my Good. kitchen. Goodrun Iron Smelt. Good to have you here. Hello, welcome. So what do, what do you do here? Hmm? What, what do you do here? Uh, ship's cook, she smiles. Cook's oh, mate, no. as it were. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, you report to me, and I understand. It's a, it's a big change. Sure. It's, yes. Uh, apparently, uh, this kitchen, it's a fucking goddamn mess! <laughs> she, uh, she just kind of tilts her head to the side, and her eyebrows go up a little bit, and she nods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think it, uh, it looks pretty spotless to me. Oh, no, You've done an amazing job. Because... Oh, no, thank you, because, uh, you know, you weren't going to fucking do it. Like, look, there's spilt milk in the fucking everywhere here. Like, how could you not smell that? Do you oh, not I have smell. a nose? Do, what, do, I smell, you I smell it? just fine. What, do, do you just accept that as your life? Can you see? Oh, I can see. Okay. Yeah. I was just confused because you asked if I had a nose. Yes. Uh, yeah, because uh, it, it seems that you didn't smell the fucking bullshit that's in the fucking planks. Can you hear me okay? Did you hear that? I want to make sure. She, and her, her voice raised a little bit. Can you hear me, Cloak? Oh, no. What was that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't hear it. Incompetent fools! Hard of hearing. Got it. That'll that'll make things a, a bit easier. I'll see if I can uh, I can scare you up a listening cone. Maybe that'll help. I can tell you where to put that cone. She uh, she smiles a little bit broader. Excellent. Well, you've got things well in hand here. Great job. And she turns and heads back into the decks. <laughs> She's not allowed in the kitchen anymore. All of you. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the sailors who are who are, are finishing up cleaning just sort of look at each other and shrug. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Did any of us hear that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I heard that, um, <laughs> I will come. I will find her first. I'll see if I can find her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so I'll say, "Hey, uh, sounded like a bit of a Mr. Landis. Uh, Hello. Yeah. How are things going? Fantastic. Kitchen spotless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Excellent. Is Are you okay? Are you satisfied with the working conditions? Oh, sure. Well, we have a, we have an extremely motivated uh, fellow down there making sure everything's ship-shaped. This is great. Okay. All right. Well, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. Let Please mm-hmm. do feel free to come to me with any issues or concerns, though. Good to know. Thank you, Mr. Landis. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Okay, and I'm you as well. Turn around and walk away, just like, huh? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <Yep. laughs> 
I'm gonna go okay, back to count my money. What's Tilly doing? Yeah, so yeah, like, like let's talk about over the course of say late afternoon, evening. What's kind of everyone's disposition throughout the ship? Mm, cleaning the kitchen. I mean... <laughs> Towards evening, you will be done cleaning the kitchen. Tilly's, I mean, finding her way to to drink with what crew has ended with their tasks of the day, learning who they are, trying to get any sort of information about them. They're pretty much for family now for a bit of the trip. Okay. Part of the crew. Uh, Landis has been in his room slash office just attempting to get some sort of um, idea of how much money we do actually have, um, how much that is in comparison to what we're going to have to pay the crew soon, and all of that stuff, because we genuinely do need to know how much money we have. True. And uh, side note, Bertie will go back and watch the VOD and find out how much we actually spent to begin with, and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> Very good. Six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So Landis is tucked up in his cabin, looking over the ledgers, uh, basically just pouring over the books. Again, <laughs> just kind of going through it all. Um, yeah, and I'm also trying to get an idea of like how much um, general upkeep was costing on the boat to keep it at like minimum capacity in terms of, of ability to sail and uh, trying to get an idea of what that might mean in terms of how much we have to put into it too, to make it better. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have a, you'll have a good working idea of what it takes to keep the ship from sinking. And then once you can put into some place with some time, uh, you will be able to uh, figure out what you need to do to get it back up to ship shape. Sweet. All right, um, Tilly. Towards the roundabouts evening, what's what's Tilly up to on the ship? Like I mentioned, drinking. Right. With, you said you were yeah, with you were the crew. With the, crew mm-hmm. with the off-duty mm-hmm. crew. Got it. Yep. All right. Uh, cloak. After after dealing with the kitchen. I am uh, going to uh, wait till Puff Puff poops. Uh, take <laughs> that poop. Find uh, who is this person? Um, uh, Gudrun Iron Smelt. Yeah, Gudrun Iron Smelt, uh-huh. and I am going to put poop under her bed. So, uh, I assume you don't want to be noticed while you're doing this. No. No. Okay. Uh, then go ahead and make me a dexterity stealth check, please. Uh, that would be a 20. Okay, very good. Uh, Gudrun herself is actually sleeping in her bunk at this time, in her hammock, essentially. And uh, you slip over and stash the duker underneath her sleeping space. Yep. And uh, there's other crew. There's... Oh, okay. So... Uh, I get it okay. <laughs> uh... There's uh, other crew sort of bustling around down here. Other people are sleeping. Um, you can see others still are sort of talking in low tones and drinking. Uh, you can see that Tilly is over there, kind of gathered around an oil lamp uh, with a number of crew, and they're swapping uh, tails and uh, and drinking grog. <laughs> yep. And then I just kind of like go back to the kitchen and I start cooking a meal for everyone after I wash my hands appropriately. Okay. Um, so uh, pretty much immediately the, the the crew deck begins to reek of dog shit, Tilly. <clears throat> oh. Does anybody use... What? Oh, what is that? I don't... Uh, what is that? 
somebody... and I'm is there anybody that's like um I guess anybody that I would know that I can ask on the crew to go and like help search for something that I, I mean essentially. You're you're sitting around, you know, for for your okay. crew, so you can you can set them to the task and uh, did, I mean, one of the dwarves I, I, with you is, looks over at uh, at a fellow and says, Moritz, that was you, wasn't it? Huh? That was you. I told you lay off the jerky. Good gods. And they start rambling. And, uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, just to keep it clean, I'll have to talk to you. That's about... I mean, seaweed, once it rots, definitely sells, smells pretty bad, but this is not all right, so, uh, I mean, over the course of a few minutes, you guys will find you, it's not particularly well hidden. Uh, you'll be able to follow the strength of the stench and uh, and find a just a handprint smear of dog shit under, uh, uh, under Gudrun's is she... hammock. She is tucked in her hammock. Her, her fingers are folded over her chest, and she is snoring. <sighs> Tilly's gonna tap on the uh, good Gudrun. Gudrun. She kind of uh, uh, yes, yes, uh, Captain. Woo, Moritz. No more jerky for you. <laughs> I don't believe it was Moritz. Uh, I, you'll have to check your bunk. Uh, you might need to keep it a little cleaner in the future. She uh, she tilts up an eyebrow. My bunk. I don't understand why. Oh, and she kind of looks under the hammock and goes, "Huh." These are beneath the standards we should keep on the ship. I don't I mean. Did you have? Uh, do you? Uh, are you okay? Did you eat anything foul? I don't understand. How did it get through the bed to the floor? Do you think I smeared <laughs> shit under my own hammock? I mean, I've heard of people sleepwalking. I, I just want to establish what expectations we should have with the crew. Well, uh, are you mad been... at anybody? Did you are did uh, who cleans this area? Are you mad at them? I haven't <laughs> been eating my wages, so I'm not sure why my shit would be sparkling. And she kind of pulls her her bunk aside, and the feces that is smeared under the bed has these little glittery sparkles in it. Uh, awkward question, but would Tilly recognize that this is oh, puff, puff? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I we did take on a new. Uh, uh, I'll let you sleep uh, in my bunk if you'd like for now to get your rest. I'm gonna go and speak with uh, someone about this problem if you don't mind. Sorry, that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I blamed it on you. I just I. You never know sure. what you're into, you know, on the cruise, so. Oh, think nothing of it. I'll go uh, sleep in your cabin, I guess. And she kind of flashes I, you I, a I, wide I, grin, gathers her stuff up, <laughs> and heads towards the captain's quarters. Yeah, I feel really bad. <laughs> I brought somebody on this ship that would poop everywhere. <laughs> Tilly's going to head to Cloak to essentially tell him that Puff Puff, Puff, Puff might have a little bit... Uh, did, did you feed Puff Puff something... Uh, has Puff Puff ever been on a boat before? Oh, have you been on a boat before? She um she kind of looks between the two of you and says, "No, no. Well, I mean, before, no, 
this is my first time on a boat. I'm enjoying it. I like the wind, and her tail starts to thump. Uh, I think I'm going to go up on deck. And she uh, kind of concentrates for a moment and then vanishes. Okay, considering I don't speak Sylvan, but I understand. She was speaking common. She was common. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Uh, And, well, since she's gone, I'll tell Cloak. Um, I don't know if she ate something wrong, but uh, the cook downstairs had a bunch of clearly her poop beneath the bed. Uh, Oh, yeah, I probably her. Why would you... What? Uh, To make a goddamn point, this lady spilled a pail of milk all over the goddamn place. It was rotting and smelling, and she's like, all right, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. No, that is not acceptable kitchen conditions. It's fucking offensive. Oh, my God. So I was like, oh, your nose doesn't work? Well, I'll make sure it fucking works next time. And then I went and stuffed in smut shit all over her. Cloak, 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 cloak. We're going to have to spend quite a bit of time in this not very tiny boat, but a smaller than open area with these people. Uh, for future, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm over you, but for future, oh, no. you can always tell me about problems with the kitchen, and I'll be glad to put her in her place, but you're going to have to clean up her poop now, because I'm not going to make her no. do it. No. I refuse. You're going to have to. I don't want to. If you don't do it, I'm going to reassign you to a different position than Cook. I was thinking about letting you move up in the ranks of Cook because clearly you're a great cook compared to her, but uh, no, it's going to be some dissonance in the kitchen. I... Look, okay, here, let me, let me talk. Like, if she fell off the ship, none of us would have to know. I kind of fired her already uh, since it's my kitchen. Uh, and, uh, you know, like... Really? Well, clean up, clean up, puff puff, shit. I don't, I can't clean it up. Fine. I can't about the, thank you, thank you. Okay, I get a bucket with soapy water in it, and like, <laughs> like a teenage kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you go clean up your poo mess. There you go, <laughs> Tilly. Uh, like everybody who was drinking and hanging out below decks, all go up to. I'll go up on deck now. It's uh, it's a oh, little can, chillier, but at least it's fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> is the air is it is it dry up there? Like we're not in rain or anything right now. It's not raining, no, and it's a little bit humid, and the weather is a little ominous, but the, the clouds haven't broken yet, at least. Okay, never mind. All right, Tilly takes note to talk to the cook about clean conditions in the the kitchen, but I can't go talk to her now about who put poop under her bed. <laughs> there you little goblin. Not goblin, sorry. No, sorry. Oh, nope. <laughs> Why am I doing this too many people in this party now? No. I remember all the crew. Excuse me. He's a gnome. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the screen. I Look, okay. I There's a lot of people to remember, so excuse me. <laughs> no. Well, Ro- Rowan's up, up on the deck. Uh, and probably Pat's Puff Puff as she appears. Yeah, Puff Puff appears in this shower of little glitters. <laughs> hello, Rowan. Oh, hello. Uh, avoiding people down there? No. You can come up here for fresh air with me. 
she uh, she nods and says, we were just talking about how lovely the wind is when the boat gets going. That's why I came up. And she kind of trots up toward the uh, toward the very uh, bow of the ship and actually puts her paws up on the rail and stands up at the railing, uh, up at the bow, just kind of wagging her tail, looking out over the water ahead of the ship. Rowan goes and also looks over the edge and just enjoys the wind. I enjoy it too. It's very fine, isn't it? Perhaps this wasn't such a bad idea. It smells so different than being in the city. Have, have you ever been out of the city? Yes, yes. I spent most of my time not in a city. I'll wait till you... I don't suppose you've been on the ocean before. No. Or up in the mountains. Oh, wait until you see that. The sea breeze or the chill wind of winter. <sighs> she, uh, she she kind of balls her tongue out of her mouth in a, a big doggy grin and uh, sort of watches you as you tell the story and does the dog tilt. Like, uh, oh. <laughs> and her tail is just swooshing. <clears throat> oh. That sounds lovely. I, love I can't sandwich. wait to see the ocean and to smell the winter. I've smelled winter before, but never on a river or an ocean. Oh, you should you should see it where I'm from. The snow howls, but then you get the inside warmth of a fire and just being able to watch the drifts of snow go by. That sounds very lovely. It is. I, I don't know when I'll be back home, though. Well, you have a ship now. You could go back anytime you like. Hmm, I... I suppose, but it's not really, it's not home anymore, I guess. Things have changed. Things do tend to always change. Oh, that is the nature of things. I suppose for now home is wherever Tilly goes, but I have, has there ever been anything which you have wondered of the universe? All questions you might need answered. She um, she kind of takes her paws off of the rail and sits down, looking at you, sits on her haunches, and, and looks up at you and tilts her head the other way. And she says, Things were very simple, I suppose, for me, before I met uh, Cloak and all of his friends. That was a very dark place and a very bad time when I met them, but up until then, everything made sense. They seem to find the places where things are broken and need to be fixed. Sometimes it's very, very frightening, but I like watching how they fix all of these broken things. That is an interesting way to look at it. I suppose that the things that are broken that they pick up and fix is not just objects, but people too. Mm-hmm. Riodan was broken. <laughs> you helped fix him. Cloak is broken in his own way. We all are. I am too. Cloak was broken long before he was Cloak. It's not his fault. 
Hmm. It goes back a long, long time. Does it have something to do with his aversion to grandmother? I don't know exactly what it is, but yes, I think so. Well, you seem to know him best now. I don't know exactly where he came from, but I know of places like it, at least in general, and I've heard stories about the Wormwood. I spent most of my life in the Margrave. That's a very difficult place for people like you to live, for some reason. The like forest, me. All of you. And she just sort of looks around. Right now, I'm not sure where people like me fit. Like you yourself, or like all of them? Well, I mean, Tilly seems to be right at home here. She, hmm. she finds... She finds things wherever she goes. She finds joy and people and brings wonder to everything. Tilly always talks a lot, but it's usually because she doesn't know what to say and she doesn't like silence. Here, she talks a lot, but she knows exactly what to say. It's nice. She is from a clan of real dwarves, sailing and fighting. It's their nature. Mm. This is the most so, at home I've seen her for months. So this is kind of her home. Her home is wherever she makes it. But I'd say the open seas and freedom is her home. I understand that. I think I could get to like it. This is nice. And she kind of looks out over the rail again and starts <laughs> wagging her tail, like hanging her head over into the wind. <clears throat> I would like to find somewhere I haven't felt like I've had somewhere to call home. Well, with you all is the closest that, that has been for many years now since my incident. I have questions to ask of the world tree. I'm not sure how the Rune Father expects me to get answers from a very large tree, but I need to know. She she uh, she looks back at you. I seem to remember hearing stories that he got questions answered from the tree somehow, didn't he? I believe that's so. I know that the world trees were here long before even the gods. Or I imagine so, at least. Hmm. Maybe I know you that's... can do what he did. My, my people are from... Well, they're from the world tree, in a sense. She she nods and says, I've met a few of the Hugan before. How did you meet them? Did they come through the Margrave? Mm-hmm. They were I... searching for a path. I think they found it. Or they oh. died. I didn't see them again, though. I like to think Perhaps they, they got eaten. Well, the Hugan are wily and cunning. I'm sure they found it. I'm I'm not sure I'm much like many of them. I haven't seen my people for some time now. Hmm. Do you miss them? I do at times. But now I feel it difficult to miss something which I never 
belong to, or right now I don't belong to. Feelings are strange. Yes, they are. I like them, but though. I try to even the ones that don't feel so great. Feelings are what keep us here, and stories and cell past. As much as we may wish to outrun it, it's what has made us us. And I think that's what makes me me's stories. You know what I think is the most exciting part? Whatever's what? behind you, there's another story right over there. Just at the next sunrise. There's always more stories to tell and to learn. That is and I have she kind of I've, gets up and prances a little bit. I have far too many stories now because of Riodan and Cloak and all of you. Hmm. You all seem to be good at making stories. Interesting ones. <clears throat> Sometimes I think you might like the endings to be different, but that's what makes it interesting. You don't know how it's going to end. The ending of one story is the beginning of another. She uh, she kind of nods a little bit and says, I like that. You're a very wise dog. She wags her tail and kind of snuffles under your hand. She'll run, we'll give her a train. Oh, she'll snap it up greedily. Has anyone else come up on deck, or other? Oh yeah, just... like uh, the other yeah. the other sailors have been smoked out by uh, <laughs> by the the glitter stink, and uh, you can see Tilly has kind of um, finished the last couple rounds of stories she was telling with a few of the sailors, and uh, the they have started to kind of drift off. Um, looks like they're uh, setting up pallets on the deck out of the way rather than going back down below decks to sleep. And Tilly's just kind of left hanging out at the rail by one of the lanterns. You can hear the uh, the soft lapping of the river uh, against the hull of the ship. She's good at telling stories, that one. Which one? Tilly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I bet she would be. In her own way. Hmm. Better now that she's not trying to fill the silence. Hmm. Where did Paula go, though? Paula? Paula went back to Zobek. What's... Oh. She did, has uh... her... She has her things there. I thought Tilly would want to keep her around. Hmm. I don't know. You'd, uh, I, I wasn't there for when they talked about it. Um, you'd have to ask Tilly. It's Tilly making herself... Well, she noticed Rowan and Puff Puff? I mean, you, she probably can see Rowan and Puff Puff up at the uh, up at the bow. You guys are a fair distance away. Rowan's just going to start waving. Okay. Hello, it's Captain. Hey! I mean, I would say it's a beautiful night, but you can't see any of the stars. I was going to try to suggest uh, Landis come up here in the evening, because... Be frank, when you're on the water and there's so many stars in the sky, it's one of the best things about being on it. But not tonight, maybe in the future, you know. You'll have to, well, probably have to, nice. frankly, to drag him up here. I don't know if he's very keen on looking at the water, but you know. we'll we, get there, we'll, hopefully. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring him down. 
Frankly, oh. I'm just happy to be out of Zulbeck. I mean, it was nice meeting a lot of people, but it was a little cramped, and there was kind of a lot of... There were too Is many people. Too there? much... Too much everything there. It was stifling. I wonder if Rhea then misses, you know, all of his people there. I haven't really heard much from him. He's just been below deck this whole time, but... He was loud things. and rowdy and boisterous early, and he is passed out drunk now. <laughs> I mean, clearly he makes friends easily, so... Ooh, I gotta no, watch not... what he says, though. Much of his flock is now here with us. Kaja and the like. Have you seen her work on on making sure the... Uh, uh, Infirmary is taken care of. I mean, she's really, she's really knocked it off there. I don't know if being a, a lady of the evening is necessarily her order anymore. Maybe it was her calling all along to be mending people. She mends people in different ways. Be that for a night or be that in other ways. We'll still have to probably keep reading away from her. I think we should keep Ooh. Riordan away from trouble. Are you, are, I mean, are, are you are you okay on the water? Are you enjoying the trip so far? Have you found anything that you want to do on the on the on the ship while we're here? I I I've missed this the open air, the not being in a city. I know that's freedom. I missed I missed the cold, in the rolling hills. I miss the cold. Oh well, I mean, we got a lot of tasks to do. Uh, did you, I mean, I know you mentioned earlier that you were going to potentially ask Wotan about if our direction was proposed correct or not, or what, what did what, you... Wotan answered, and the world tree, the holders tree, is where we should go, I suppose, if it will have the answers to many questions. We must simply know which one to ask. Okay, and she's going to lean close. Okay, but seriously, though, there wasn't any mistake in saying Raiden was the chosen one, right? I mean, <laughs> I he didn't go back on that I'm, or anything. He, does that clarify it all? I'm quite certain that Riordan was a chosen one. I'm not sure whether his duty is done now that. Uh, the Red Priestess is gone. Alright. I'm just saying, he's getting a really big ego about being chosen one or something. So, if, let's, you know. Perhaps I would ask Wotan about that. I, that, it was not a, a regular portent. It was, it was very clear that's we had to search him out. I, I mean, I remember. I remember, you, you know, your original freaking out. No offense, but the original vision about going going down to Zulbeck. But I mean, all I'm saying is he's trying to throw his weight around, and if he tries to commandeer being a captain on the ship, I will throw him overboard without even taking another breath. Is all I'm saying. You know me. Yeah. Oh no. If that happens, I, I'll convince himself to throw him overboard. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
kind of probably still a little buzz from all the drinking down below, just like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I, I might have to, sh I, it's gonna be a little awkward, but I might have to share your blog tonight. I told the cook that she's sleeping in quarters, and I don't, I don't know. What happened? I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know if, you know, Cloak is going through like a, a grown phase or something, but he smeared Puff Puffs and she like gets quiet because Puff Puffs, she smeared, he smeared the Puff Puffs, uh, droppings underneath, uh, her bed, like a, a tantrum, I don't, don't know. I, he seems, uh, okay. Has he seemed irritable to you, or uh, just... for since we left the city? Yes. Has I he don't want to disappoint me. I want to make to sure. You? I mean, I asked him about the the droppings, and he seemed. Why very... did you ask him? That was your first mistake. He's you know what he's like. N no offense, no no offense, puff puff. But I mean, it's it's his their his companion. I'm gonna ask him why his companion's droppings is underneath, and not just I went under there to use the restroom like a normal animal might, but I rubbed it all over the place. It I'm made the sure entire below deck up. smell like crap, frankly. <laughs> I'm not sure it was Puff Puff. What do you mean? I mean, nobody else on this ship does um, shiny. I know. So, I, I, I realize that, but I'm not. I'm not sure <laughs> she intentionally put it there. If he I don't think she did it. Himself. He literally said he, he's cleaning it up. He, I don't think he would be cleaning it up if he didn't do it himself. Something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe well, at least a small part of that little guy is guilt somewhere in there, because I don't know. I don't. We'll have to figure out what's going on between him and well, that book because. <laughs> don't, don't you think that perhaps he, he is acting out? Well, one, he's gotten into into a feud of some sort with the cook because he's remembered he can cook, but and he's left Zobek where he has spent many months now. He's lost his friend to whatever, whoever knows what, what forces that glass to he, he's not going through the best of times right now it's then when we saw the grandmother or did you not see that he f was in the tizzy when he came back from scouting to see you know what and she's gonna put a hand on your back and go I think I figured out your job on the ship and oh, that no. is to essentially talk to everybody. You're doing a great job clarifying. <sighs> I mean, you're, you're better talking to him than me. I'm gonna just give him a task to do. And I, I got a lot of pe a lot of individuals to manage here. So, I mean... That requires talking to people. It's cool. You've been talking to him for a few months now. You'll be fine. When you say talking to people, do you mean us? Oh. Our, uh... 
Well, I think it would definitely be important. We're all stuck on this ship. Uh, we don't want to devolve into any sort of like cabin fever or anything by not divulging our feelings about the trip or what's going on. So if you want to like be the person who at least makes sure that anybody's not smearing poop on the ship for people to clean, they're gonna add- if there's more poop smeared, they're gonna ask me to raise their wages, and I don't wanna have to do that. Just work with cloak for now. Baby steps, you know. Or and baby birdie steps. Perhaps. I think Linus is doing alright. I mean, he definitely seems excited about being the manager or boss. I don't call him boss, but and, boss and, of what's going on. <laughs> and are you alright? It's, I mean, I feel, in, I feel enlightened being on the water again. I mean, this is, this was what reminds me of, like, home and family. So, it's great. Plus, we're surrounded by all these new people that are eager to be on the water as well. Have you met any of them? They're great. Have you met, uh, Akas? I mean, he's not very great, but, I mean, he'll, <laughs> we'll get there with him, but. Are you alright after Paula? Uh, if it's my job to talk to everyone on the ship, it's my job also to talk to you, granddaughter. I... Paula is great in all, and I definitely am going to miss her. But... You know me and goodbyes, I didn't even say goodbye to anybody back home before heading out here. I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good at it. But... She clearly had a home in Zolbeck, and we clearly didn't. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I I hope that's... I can't give her that much attention. Did you? You didn't break her heart. Have you seen Paula? Have you seen how tough she is? She could take us all in a fight. She could literally. Bury us under tables, I'm pretty sure. She's she... resilient enough to know that it's gonna be fine. Uh, I hope that you haven't left her with the clutch. No, I mean, she still hugged people after I said goodbye, so... <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'll write her if you'd like. I'm not very good with words, but... I mean, I'll at least write her. Write I mean, her. if you really want me to write her, I'll write her. You don't have to force it on me. I will write her. her. Always, as an option. You write, you you write her already. I I may write her as an option if you wish. Oh sure, that, I mean if you want to do it, you do it for me. I'm very busy, but you know. Also, also be mindful. We are wanted. Oh, should we use a like hidden name, a code name? Should we, you know? Well, perhaps. And you, yourself, you didn't wrong her. She has no reason to send authorities after us. No, I don't. I mean, it wasn't like I was... I mean, I was a little quick to leave. But I I, I said goodbye and I didn't just leave her hanging, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say. I didn't, like, step on her toes or break anything before I left. She seemed like she... I mean, she wished us well. She was... She, you know, I didn't steal anything from her. Certainly not. Cloak made it, but I don't know. And, no, he would never be anything. Where is the bear? 
she's I assumed Dan that she would be below decks, like in Probably, like, yeah, like down stable in or something. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, bear's here. I don't know. I mean, bear did fine on the water on the way up here, uh, or at least mm-hmm. to Oberstein. So bear seems pretty uh, resilient. Bear has taken some getting used to for most of the crew. Um, <clears throat> there is uh, a, a strange interaction happening between the Minotaur and the bear (laughs) where most of the crew is not really interested in getting close to it, but the Minotaur seems fine with it. And it's like they're eyeballing each other warily, but just going about their life next to each other. Just like, all right. He wants to suplex the bear. Stay there. (laughs) I'll stay here. I got to bring you food. And then you're going to eat the food. And they're just watching each other the whole time. It's this weird, weird we could, coexistence happening with them. We could make money with bear wrestling. <laughs> I will talk to Bear about it. But everybody clearly loves Bear. I mean, Bear is super lovable. I mean, I mean, obviously. If you see anybody who's giving Bear a side eye, though, you let me know because I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. And you never want an angry Bear on a ship, is all I'm saying. This is true. Well, have you? I mean, if you're concerned about, hmm? No, I'm concerned. Have you written your your mother of late? No, I mean, I can, but you should. She's got a lot on her hands. She's pretty much running. And also, you are her daughter, and. She would prefer her daughter wasn't. I will nag. Oh, I bet. I bet she'll be really proud that we've acquired this ship. I mean, I don't even think anyone in the village owned any ship this large. I'm going to write her and tell her about the ship. She's going to be extremely proud of me. She's probably going to tell all of our people about how much of a huge, huge, huge ship we've acquired. Uh, Thank you. Let let her know that that's Nana Rowan is. Taking good care of her daughter, please. Oh, sure. Always. Always. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job taking care of everybody. I eat like I told you to take care of cook. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Perhaps. So, uh, you, there is a, um, a series of bell rings that kind of, uh, go out across the, the, the night air around the ship's deck and the shift begins to change. Uh, the crew that were up in the up in the tops and the sails begin climbing down, switching with the next watch who uh, go to take their posts, and the uh, the relieved watch goes below decks now that it's aired out a bit <laughs> to take their beds. I imagine this and in- also involves potentially the cook waking up if they were on the first ship sleeping, or if she was. The uh, first shift. It looks like no, she she her shift isn't starting yet. She'll be in the morning. Mm. All right, Rowan. I gotta share your bed space. We're gonna have to make it a little tight quartered. I don't want to. I don't wanna uh, upset a cook. You don't want to upset a cook on a ship. That's the last thing, other than the angry bear. You, but you don't want to upset a cook on a ship. You can. There. You can take my quarters. It's fine. I'm, I was considering sleeping up here with with Puff Puff on the on the deck. <laughs> All right, the rains. So I mean, you're gonna be. You're welcome to come back in case the rains. So. I'm not, I'm not so concerned with the cold or the elements. I think until it's just going to be like, good night. 
Well, thanks for telling me to write them up. I will write them. I'll let them know all about everything. Great. And she'll go down under the head to Rowan's quarters and go to sleep. Got to be all rested right. for the morning, that's all I'm saying. Good night. No problem. Uh, so everybody settles in to sleep one way or the other. Um, you, some of you have a more restful night than others. <laughs> Landis, you sort of go dormant in your cabin after doing your regular maintenance and then just kind of stare at the slowly burning candle as the, the flame flickers and rolls with the, the rocking of the deck and just trying to figure out how in the hell you're going to deal with this day in, yeah. day yeah. out. The creaking, the creaking is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm do- going a little bit shining right now. Like Jack Nicholson, like the creaking is starting to get to me. Is uh, <laughs> it makes Landis a bad I go. Cloak, cloak would go sleep with uh, Bear and Puff Puff, or okay. McFluff and stuff, as he's originally called. Right. Yeah, fluff and stuff. Uh, fluff okay. and yeah. stuff. Yep, no problem. So you uh, you all wake up in the morning. Uh, Cloak, you are a ridiculously early riser, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. So uh, so what's what's Cloak's morning aboard ship look like? You probably uh, get up just a little bit before the the shift change. Okay, um, I would get up uh, a, maybe a little bit before that uh, and start cooking mid rats. Uh, just kind of like uh, leftover foods and kind of mixing them all yep. together uh, and then uh, serving it to the crew and using a little bit of my own spices to like make the food like really good. Um, sure. So it's like, it's like eggs, uh, meat, uh, whatever was left over from dinner, um, the, the remnants of that mixed into it, uh, kind of making an omelet maybe. Okay. Uh, uh, why don't you make me a uh, wisdom check with Cook's Utensils proficiency? Okay. Uh, so my wisdom is this, so it's plus four. That one. Oh, no good. So that's a five, huh? All right. So you, yeah. you, you, you manage some breakfast. It's, um, it's edible. It's mid rats. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't cooked real breakfast yet. Okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're dealing no, with I old scraps. I could do better. Uh, I could do better. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yep. It just everything gets away from you. Uh, th- like the pan is just hotter than you expected it to be, so things start to burn. Uh, some of the spices scorch. It's just it's a little bit of a hot mess. The lift and roll of the ship is throwing me off. I'm like, no. Yep. 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 Yeah. You accidentally. <laughs> I'm just just a dash. <laughs> the pile of salt. To, you, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You try to add add just a little bit of salt <laughs> as the deck rolls and just. <laughs> Right. Uh, so it's um, not delicious. It is edible, but it does not. Yeah. Mm-mm. I apologize that every time I serve it, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I can do better. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. No problem. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not used to cooking on the ship. Everyone is um, polite enough. They just take the stuff and they eat it, and uh, there's no ugly commentary. At least not in earshot. So there's that at least. I had to do better tomorrow morning. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so uh, after you, uh, you you cook a little bit, um, you end up heading up on deck. What do you What do you do with the rest of your morning before the shift change? Oh, me? Yeah. 
uh, <clears throat> clean the kitchen. Uh, maybe go up on the upper deck and like kind of uh, get a, a fresh breath of air. And then as the right before the new shift goes in, I start cooking actual breakfast uh, mm-hmm. and uh, doing that and uh, getting everything ready. Is anyone shown up to like help at all or no? Um, uh, Gudrun shows up and uh, she sets about uh, in fact when you go back down to start making actual breakfast you'll see that a bunch of it has already been prepped uh, and Gudrun is in there um, breaking out uh, ingredients and uh, and setting it all up to so that you can just start cranking through cooking okay I was like well thank you that's, a, that's very kind of you and then like start cooking yep and she just kind of absolutely morning and just kind of jumps right in. This is how we All bond right. over cooking. We hate each other <laughs> yeah. down, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> outside of outside of cooking, it's awful. But when it's time to fucking make a pancake, <laughs> <laughs> it's the forbidden right, so love story. All, uh, yeah. You all, uh, you all rise in the morning uh, to the smell of breakfast being cooked, which is delightful. Um, you have uh, not as good a breakfast as you had previously when uh, when co- Cloak cooked, but it's uh, it's plenty filling. It'll get you through till uh, till lunchtime. And uh, as you're all, yeah, I make a plate of spare nails uh, for Landis. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, no. uh, do you <laughs> deliver? Do you take that to Landis's cabin? I assume does Landis come out for mealtime to socialize, or how does that work? Landis would come out for mealtime for sure. Okay, I was like, "All right, here you go," and I hand you a pl- plate of nails, and I Got walk it. away. There you go. Oh, okay. Think. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is slightly. And I, I lead. Uh, I lead to uh, Gundren. Uh, Get, uh, get in and be like, that's what she eats because she's metal. Hey. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I, she eats. Uh, Mr. Lando. Interesting. We're drying. Okay. And then I just set the plate down somewhere and then like keep doing what I was doing. Do you need oil on them? Is that what you need? No, no, they're great. Just the way they are. Thanks. So good. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Don't look a gift nail in the mouth. <laughs> you don't have to humor me. I know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after breakfast, you begin to uh, kind of disperse about the ship, handling uh, whatever business you need to, or just uh, figuring out how you're going to pass the time for the rest of the, uh, the journey. Um, over the course of the night, the clouds did break and it rained through, uh, through a good portion of the night. Rowan, um, if you care about that sort of thing, you could have gone below decks or, uh, just for some shelter, uh, or just not even worried about it. Uh, so it's a summer rain. It's fairly warm. Um, there was some lightning, but it, you know, it's not like a monsoon out at open sea or anything. So there was no, uh, no issues with the ship itself. Um, the morning has dawned a little bit clearer and brighter, although there is still kind of a, a low rolling mist on the surface of the water. And you can see that uh, on the banks, the fog is a little bit thicker and it's just beginning to burn off as the sun is rising. Uh, and as you're all going about uh, whatever your business is, Tilly, you hear a call from the crow's nest. Captain, something in the water ahead. 
Uh, Tilly will run, rush to the front, I guess, uh, for viewpoint to see right. what's going on. Will I? So you kind of, uh, you probably head up to like the front rail of the, uh, mm-hmm. the quarter deck where the ship's wheel is, and uh, Kelleth is there. He reaches inside his vest, pulls out a brass tube, extends it, and hands you a spyglass. <clears throat> Did I hear this as well? Uh, probably, yeah. Then I would have immediately uh, jumped into Edwin to see. Oh, do you want to send Edwin flying up ahead to see what it is? Yeah. But uh, I want to see so, through him. Sure. Uh, Edwin takes wing and uh, starts flying forward ahead of the boat, and uh, he flutters past the green, legit leafy-looking woman who's up in the uh, up in the crow's nest. She's so she is a humanoid plant person as far as you can tell uh her skin is green where she had would have hair there's like leafy foliage that is kind of short as far as hairstyle goes um she is dressed she's dressed in whatever you you know the same sort of style that you would expect to see out of uh the other sailors here but it's very strange her eyes are this sort of golden uh she doesn't have whites they're just kind of this yellowish golden with a little bit of violet flecking in them uh, and she is kind of leaning forward and then kind of yelling back down as Edwin goes uh, flying ahead. So Edwin is the first to see what's there, and it looks like a boat's hull. Oh, okay. Uh, a sunken boat? It, that's what it looks like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So after a quick pass over, there is indeed a vessel that has uh, has sunk in the in the river. It doesn't look like a ship like yours, though. It looks more like a barge, sort of a broader, flatter, river-going vessel. Do we see any... Does this look like a recent wreck, or is it is it old, old? I mean, if... Are there people in the water, like, oh my god, save me! <laughs> uh, you don't know. Nothing Nothing that overt. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and make a, make a quick investigation check for old Edwin and see what he can deduce. Um, so it doesn't look like... It has been here terribly long. Uh, okay. He, uh, unless you want him to really get down in there and check it out, but if he's just doing kind of a flyover and kind no, of I really just wanted to verify that there weren't like people that we needed to try to no. save or something. Okay. No, there's no sign of people splashing around or anything like that. But there is uh, okay. just kind of the bare edge of this barge's hull sticking up out of the water, um, and. Uh, you know, you can make an intelligence investigation check because you're looking through a census. He good. Uh, seven. I don't seven. Know okay. Uh, yeah, you're not really able to tell much. Um, I don't know anything he, about boats, man. <laughs> he relays back to you that uh, yeah, it looks like somebody sunk a boat out here. Um, looks pretty fresh. Doesn't look like it's rotting. Does it look so, torn up? Like, is it? Did someone shoot it, or is it just, just sink? It hit an iceberg. See, like uh, a bit of where the boards are broken. Looks like there's a hole in it. Maybe they huh. hit something. No icebergs, though. I. It's summer, boss. No, I don't see any icebergs. Do rivers okay. get icebergs? I don't know, man. I'm just, <laughs> just going off the movies. Um, okay. Well. <laughs> Just keep an eye out for anything weird, like, I don't know, Krakens or something. Um, (laughs) 
so uh, back on the ship, yeah, the uh, the, yeah. the lookout call, calls down that there's a there's a hull in the water. Um, no sign Tilly, of rocks. Tilly, 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 like Tilly, looking. yes, Tilly, hey, yes. there's a sunken boat. I, I, I'm like running, I'm running up to the front right now and I'm like, Tilly, well, there's a sunken boat out there and, um, but there's no one in the water. Um, but there's a big hole in it, but there's no icebergs. So I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, thank, thank you. But Tilly is calling for people to, to, or for the crew to slow ship. Um, I imagine clearly it's not a big enough barge that it's taking up the entire river or anything so we could move and so she's gonna call for the crew to shift the boat or shift our direction to either the left or right depending on sure. which side yep you uh you water. give orders to the um the helmsman uh follows them and you adjust your course so that you're not going to crash into the hulk uh do you want to stay like close enough to get a look at it do you what do you want to do sure i mean we at least need to make sure there's not. I, I would like to make sure it's not uh, somebody we need to help or keep out for based on when we get close enough, we can see whatever markings are not on the ship. So, yes, she. Yeah, just don't, don't hit anything. It looks. It could have hit something, or there's a kraken or an iceberg. I don't know, but something in the water hit it. All right, That's so. So Kellef begins giving orders. Uh, the crew go up into the tops and they reef the sails a bit to bleed off some of your speed. Uh, so you slow down a fair bit as you approach the sunken barge. Um, the the helmsman responding to Kellef's directions guides you around. So you're probably fifty feet away from the uh, away from the wreck. Plenty of distance that if there is anything in the water, you're not going to hit it. Uh, but still close enough to give you at least a decent view of what you're what you're looking at there. Um, so as you draw close, Kellef, uh kind of squints and uh, and takes his turn looking through the spyglass, and then and hands it back to you and says, "Well, Captain, uh, definitely looks like a sunken barge. Doesn't look like it happened too long ago. Um, can't tell at a glance, but I can say that those brakes look fresh. Uh, they haven't begun to rot." Uh, I and th- there's nothing on banks that we can see. Is there? You want me to um, go ahead and make me a wisdom perception check. Okay. Can anyone make that? Sure. Yeah. If you want to scan the banks uh, and see. If I have a twelve. Twelve. All right. Uh, so Rowan, how'd you do? Yeah. Wisdom perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, have- nineteen. Nineteen. What, what land is? I'm sorry. Can I have um? Can I have Edwin land on the part that's exposed? Yes, absolutely. Yep. So he flutters down and lands on the the bit of the the, the hull that's sticking up out of the river. Cool. Uh, okay. And nothing so happens. You, you have, uh, the boat doesn't like eat him or anything. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Rowan, <laughs> sorry, Rowan. You got a 17. Is that right? 19. 19. All right. So between Rowan and Tilly, you scan the banks. Um, it is, uh, let's see what the terrain specifically looks like. Yeah. It's uh, it's mostly just sort of like, it's not like a beach. It's sort of um, grassy and then just kind of right up to the river. Looks like it's kind of eroded uh, by the water. Um, and there are some 
like rocky little crags jutting up out of the dirt and some stands of trees and some shrubs. But other than that, you don't really see anything interesting or, or out of the ordinary. I mean, if this is pretty fresh, I wonder where the crew is. I feel like I feel like we should send someone there's some crew uh, down, Keller, to look around and search. Well, you want us to away. Captain, we could drop anchor if you wanna send a party down to uh, investigate the wreckage. Uh, and I'm going to ask our quartermaster how close we are to Overtall, just to make sure we're not close to that. Oh. We haven't made it to the, uh, near the fort. That's the... Uh, how far away are we from, from any of the forts from Grizzol or from Overtall? We're pretty I cast uh, major armor on myself. So, so uh, <laughs> the quartermaster, Ruloth, says... Uh, have no fear, Captain. We passed Obertal in the night. Hi. Right. Uh, well, that was, and she'll tell Roland, that, that was the uh, fort and that housed the Griffin Knights that we needed to be sure we made past. So, I thought, I would, if it were me that potentially could be stuck in a sinking barge, I would hope people would stop and investigate to make sure that I was going to stay alive. Alright, so, so at that point, uh, when you say that, Kelleth nods once and calls out to the deck crew, Drop anchor! And uh, you see one of the crew runs over and releases the lever on the capstan, and it, with a clattering, begins to unwind as the anchor drops into the water. <laughs> All right, everybody, after, you ready? After a few moments, the anchor chain stops uh, pulling, and the boat sort of, the, the ship sort of slows to a halt. Uh, I'm going to shout up to Our Lady in the Crow's Nest to keep a strong eye out for anybody, um, and then tell Kelleth to get a search team ready to make sure that they're heading down soon. Hi, Captain. Would you like me to go and do a reconnaissance? Uh, are you a strong swimmer? I don't need to swim. Uh, speaking oh, of reconnaissance, I would like to have Edwin do a quick round uh, to towards the land. Um, okay. The beachy area and all that stuff and just kind of go out a little ways and see if he sees anyone. I'm concerned about bodies in the, in the bushes. Okay. Uh, you um, send him around on kind of a, a wide circle flyover of the, the nearby bank, and after a few minutes he says, No, I don't, I don't see anyone hiding over here, boss. Looks clear. Alright, guys, it doesn't... There's no one on the land, not anywhere close to us anyway, so I don't think we have to worry too much about getting shot at, just so you know, but... Uh, how how I, far away are we from the wreckage now? Oh, about 50 feet. Um, just kind of drifted past it a ways. Right, uh, Captain says, Kelleth, you wish me to uh, form a party from the crew? Who do you want to send? Uh, uh, well, I'm not familiar with who our, our strongest swimmers would be, but I think that would be important. Well, we can drop a uh, we could drop one of the rowboats. No need to swim. Sure. Uh, at least not uh, no, I mean, swim, swim yeah. to the wreck, but uh, no, it looks like it's pretty well there. flooded. I can always go down and look. All right. Well, uh, I'll go one, in of the the boats, one of the boats could hold, I'd say, six relatively comfortably. Any more than that, and you're uh, you're crowding pretty hard. So, uh, Rowan? 
Rowan, if you would like to lead lead the search team um, down below, you can. You're more than welcome to. Okay. Uh, so I... if nobody else is volunteering, then uh, uh Landis is like. Cloak <laughs> <laughs> is in the kitchen. What are you kidding? Cloak uh, has been in the around? kitchen the whole time. Okay. Well, you've uh, heard of shouting. Cloak, you've heard a bunch of shouting from up on deck, and the there was a kind of a thumping, clattering noise that sort of echoed throughout the hull, and then uh, and then the boat feels like it slowed to a stop. Well, uh, Rowan's going to commandeer Puff Puff to come with her. Okay. Uh, so all right, so water she needs. then Kellef kind of goes around picking a, a few different members of the crew to go. I uh, would, uh, I would go up to the top deck uh, and be like, "What's going on?" Hey, look, we have a, uh, a, a bit of a sinking ship. Where we're sending a bit of a search crew to make sure there's no one who's left behind that we. This will treasure. There might be treasure, but I don't. It's a barge. I don't know. Uh, a barge? What do you mean? It's like it carries. Uh, it's like a shipping boat. Its job is to essentially ship things from one place to another. So, oh, so there could be money on board. There could be if that. I mean, I would more be concerned about crew that is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, crew. we're all concerned about the crew, but you know. Um, <laughs> And Kellis says, uh, well, depending on if there is anyone over there, and he says it with this wince, uh, and he looks over that uh, the chances of there being anyone on that boat are very slim, given that it's essentially all the way under underwater and looks maybe flipped upside down. <laughs> so, uh, but if there's not crew, then anything there is open salvage. <gasps> there is any, let's go! If there is any valuable cargo... While they're getting all this put together, I'm going to ask Edwin to fly ahead of us, so down river, up river, whatever direction river is going, um, <laughs> to just, I want to make sure there's not, like, I want to see if there's maybe another boat that has come by and picked up the crew, or if there's a giant bombship uh, ahead can, of us. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you there are no other vessels within eyeshot. What about within flying shot? <laughs> uh, I mean, he could he could get a longer view by getting a by getting altitude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just want to I want to see if there's anything past us. I love um, how paranoid she he is. So this uh, weird. Edwin Edwin flies up fairly uh, fairly high into the sky and says. Boss, uh, in any of the nearby river, I don't see anyone one down river of us. Uh, if there was someone here, they must have made good time and gotten gotten gone. All right, got. But I don't okay, know. You know, thanks, maybe Edwin. maybe that maybe that boat was down there for days. Who knows? Maybe. Thanks, Edwin. I'm just gonna tell everyone. Listen, there's no boats for miles, and there's no one on land, and I'm just a little bit uncomfortable because bodies would be somewhere. Dead bodies right would be somewhere they would have like washed up That's... onto the shore or they'd be floating or something like that mm -hmm. and i'm just uncomfortable so please please be so... careful when you go into the water well if it's been there for a while i mean probably a bunch of things ate them bones there would be i don't know something if, there would be i just feel like there would be something i don't <laughs> bones don't float 
it doesn't that's not no what they, that's not what i mean it would have washed up to the shore and then something like bones would be there no something right. would be so, on the shore when, when they so, investigators know so who all I'm is just saying to, be careful that's all i'm saying is be careful please who all is planning to get into the boats to investigate this uh, hulk me rowan rowan <laughs> rowan I, cloak I will, uh i'll do but i'll tell Kellis that he's in charge of the the ship while i'm gone since he's first mate all right tilly you're oh, going good. everybody's Kellis. gonna go die without me tilly you said you wanted to bring puff puff right rowan <laughs> yes all right so we got tilly cloak rowan and puff puff uh landis you going or no no, I know. <laughs> Hell no, that's death over on that boat. I've seen Alien. <laughs> no, he's afraid that something's going to happen with the little boat and he's going to get knocked into the water and just short circuit or some shit like that. <laughs> you know, you function in water, right? <laughs> well, he doesn't know that. He's never gone swimming. Uh, all right. No, we, we, no we one haven't told pulled. him, like, by the way, we if you jump in the water. We, it's okay. It's okay. He's got he's got Eldritch Rat Blast for days, so he can just yeah. Almost right. everything we're good. <laughs> okay, so he, then he uh, Kelleth, Kelleth sends Chiron, the Tiefling woman, and Theron, a uh, a slender man who wears like a um, a mantle and hood and kind of keeps it pulled down. Uh, Kind of shrouding his uh, his face and head from the sun. I, I so hope the tiefling woman on board. Okay, uh, like you help her on board. Yeah, just I like, take out my hand. Just, like, and help her hand. Out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so if you're the first person on the boat or whatever, yeah, she'll she'll take your hand. When you take her hand, so her her skin is this bluish violet, kind of like the color of a fresh nasty bruise, but just mm-hmm. you know everywhere sort of uniform um she has six fingers when she takes your hand and uh uses oh. it to kind of steady herself as she gets into the boat uh as i take her hand, like, hi i'm cloak hello cloak i'm kind and she smiles and her teeth are black and slightly pointed that's pretty cool I love her. I would die for her. She she, <laughs> she she just sort of chuckles and steps past you. <laughs> I do I do not help anyone else on board. <laughs> nice. And uh, so, uh, let's see. If no one else pushes forward to do it, Theron, the uh, the hooded fellow, will grab hold of the oars and begin propelling you from the the princess toward the wreck. Can I can I make a perception roll to see why he's covering himself with the hood? Um, you just want to like try to get a better look at him? Yeah. Or or you're trying to like gauge what his deal is? Yeah, I'm trying to gauge what he's all about. So that'd be an insight check. Make a wisdom okay. insight check to to try and get uh, get a feel for him. Um, hold on. I know I have the yeah four uh eight. Eight. Um, so the fact that his features are pretty well covered uh, mm-hmm. makes it really difficult to get a read on him. Um, and he seems pretty proficient at keeping himself sort of shrouded. It's it's uh, definitely it's definitely kind of suspicious. 
but it seems like he's okay with that. Okay, I, I tug on Kira's, like, I don't know what she's wearing. I, like, tug on her a little bit, and I was like... Kyron. Kyron, Kyron. Um, and girl, like, what, what is, what is he covered? She kind of looks at you and leans over to hear your whisper, and uh, she sort of shrugs and says as quietly, she, she tries to whisper back quietly so that he can't hear, although you're really in close proximity, says, Theron's a bit of an odd one. He, uh, he doesn't... He keeps to himself. I'm on the case. She says, uh, he's been with us a long time, though, um, proven himself. I'm just curious. It's okay, but I'll keep you safe, though. <laughs> she, uh, she grins again and rolls her eyes a little bit, and she says, I feel safer already. Oh. All right, so the uh, the oars creak and clatter in their iron locks, and the river water splashes under the paddles of the oars as the boat cuts its way through the um, it, it, decent but not rapid or super strong current in the river. And uh, you approach this looming, mostly submerged barge hulk waiting for you in the River Argent. And that is where we're going to stop for this week, I think. No! Because we are up on time, and we'll pick up next week with uh, investigating the shipwreck. Barge wreck. That's so fun, wreck. though. <laughs> it is. It is. We'll get there. I'm looking forward to it. So I thank you, everyone. Done. Thanks for joining us, all our delightful, lovely viewer friends. Uh, we had, uh, yeah, we, yeah. So how was, how was tonight for everybody? I had a good time. Look. I, I did. Are we, are we doing outros? Yeah, let's do outros. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, hello. My name's Cloak. You might recognize me from, uh, <laughs> Abyssal Nightmares, uh, Abyssal Kitchen Nightmares, uh, and, um, uh, what, uh, how to, how to, uh, Romance of Tiefling 101. Um, so, um, but yes, hello. Yeah. I had another one that was way terrible, but I, I don't know what we can get away with. Uh, you know, fuck boat. So, um, <clears throat> hi, I'm McLoken. Uh, I had fun. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed Cloak in the Kitchen. Uh, he got to really express some anger. Uh, and so I think that was that was a really fun uh, character development there. But um, yeah, that was uh, it was great. I'm curious if there's treasure in here. I really hope there's some treasure in here and some magic weapons. Uh, and you know, that's me. Yay! <clears throat> oh, hello. Uh, that was fun. It was nice just to do some role playing with the dog. <laughs> I actually really liked that. Yeah, that, that was uh, uh, the most we've heard Puff Puff speak at a time so far. <laughs> Puff Puff is the voice of reason in this party, and that should scare everyone. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to trying out some control water and some ghostly shenanigans next week to search this shipwreck, boat wreck, mm -hmm. barge wreck thing. Uh, I am Scarlet Moth. You can find me on Twitter at that Scarlet Moth. I'm an artist, cosplayer, D&D lover. Yeah. That's me. And that'll about that'll about cover it, Birdie. I've got nothing was... coming up for the, until next year, so I have no idea what to do with myself. Please come talk to me. Oh no, <laughs> Birdie, how's today? <clears throat> oh, today is great. I'm terrified about the next episode. So terrified. I'm. I'm. Uh, 
Birdie and Landis, because Landis is completely out of his element and always shapes and forms, and therefore just like in a constant state of anxiety, I think, at this point. Um, he's still real happy he can be the boss, but um, this, I think that's probably going to come with a little more responsibility than what he originally expected. Yeah, so <laughs> count the monies. Um, I am loving seeing Tilly in her element and kind of able to take control of a lot of those situations and and talk her way through it. It's really neat to see that part of the character come forward since we haven't seen that before, really. Um, and I am um, just, uh, just concerned, but it's fine. I'm sure. <sighs> um, I am Birdie, aka the Birdiesaurus, and apparently completely incapable of spelling any name that comes out of Dan's mouth because every time I think I have it, I read our chat and then I realize I'm off by like 12 letters. So, hey, I good day all around. And um, I have a pinch tweet thing on the Twitters if you want to find out where else I will be. And then the one for Wednesday is wrong because we're not doing it. But on Thursday, <laughs> I'll be playing Monster <laughs> Arts on Off the Table. <laughs> and Friday, I'll be back on Encounter Roleplay for some more Judge Dredd. And then that's yay. all the things we're having. Yay! Bye! Happy Halloween! <laughs> ah, yay! And last, but once again, nowhere near least, Simply Jackson. <clears throat> How was that? Uh, Simple Jackson, it was great. Um, I'm going to have to do a lot of research in uh, naval terms um, and naval command terms uh, before next session, which is really fun. I won't remember them, but I'll try at least. Um, Donald Bulkhead. I am am honestly feeling uh, the most tapped into being a good character. Um, somebody who has tried to play her character as good through uh, our previous things, but kind of surrounded by a lot of characters who are <laughs> out for themselves. So uh, best best to defend the party for their own needs. And then now I have a much larger party to look out for. So um, I'm going to have a fun time making sure that all, not making sure, but failing, I'm sure, to make sure that nothing happens <laughs> to our crew. I uh can't believe you smeared poop under a bed like yeah uh, uh. do you guys do you guys realize cloak is 42 but that's like for gnomes it's like teenager yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna behave like a child i'm gonna start treating you like a child um anyways you guys can find me on twitter at simply jackson down here and through that you can find me for uh art of D character commissions and you can find all sorts of jump so simply um, does great yeah. art you should commission can Damn. you draw a cloak you guys go find smearing... her version of my sizzler he's can, a you, can you can you draw cloak smearing poop under a bed uh, unfortunately, unfortunately poop is strictly in my no by like not happening not i can't <laughs> no not, scat play <laughs> What no. if it's sparkly? <laughs> I'll I'll have to ask Puffa permissions. That might be that might be against her. Oh, okay. Too, so. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see about that. Anyways, thank uh, you, Dan, once, for... once again, uh, oh, absolutely. I had a great time. Thanks for uh, thanks for diving in and and being so willing to like interact with all of these ships crew because yeah, they're each yeah, one of these. You put hard work into them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. No, thanks so for I'm all those gift clubs, to... everybody. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Thank you for all the gift subs. Uh, sorry, oh, I don't watch. Kickstarter. 
Yeah, I missed I missed a lot of that as I wasn't watching the chat. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, but you were a little very much appreciate it. Yeah, and do do go check out the Kickstarter for uh, Deep Magic for Five E uh, if you're into. I just backed it. So should you? Uh, there you go. If you want to see some of that sweet, sweet uh, leyline, uh, leyline might not be in there. Rune magic, rune magic is in there for sure. Tell, uh, tell me, Dan, can, can I get some sweet new spells for Rowan in you the can get rune magic? Up to six hundred sweet new spells for Rowan. Apocalypse magic. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, oh, so go check great. that out. Uh, see if that's up your alley. A few more hours left on that. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We really appreciate it. We love having you here. And uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, all. Hopefully there's someone to turn the switch off. Bye. Yes.